is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the UK Steelers podcast. You join us always by me, Sam with Stanley. I got a couple of co-hosts here today. We got Gavin Marshall, we got Dave Hart, and uh, we got a special guest here today. Now, Gav, do you want to do the introduction? I can do the introduction. Yeah, we've you maybe got... would be better suited to do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very good friend of mine from work. He's one of the t- countries. What would you say? Top focus pullers? Second tier? I don't know. What are you, Ram? Um, sec- definitely second tier. Second tier. Solid, solid second tier. Solid second tier. So if anyone doesn't know, Simon, do you know what a focus puller is? You're I, a, I was uh, going to uh, ask, uh, uh, but it's, it's something to do with the camera, I assume. Yeah. Um, good guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He keeps, he keeps the, the people that are in front of camera in focus. Yeah. No, no one wants an out of focus actor. Yeah. Right? So it's one of the more high pressure jobs. So Rand's very good at dealing with pressure. So uh, let's see how he how he how he copes with this. But uh, how you doing, Rand? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, um, especially on this um, 150th episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's where the real be... pressure comes from. Now you know listeners won't know this, but Gav he's been he's been piling up the pressure on poor Rand before the show started, uh, and me to some extent, and, and probably Dave as well. Before I was I was listening in the conversation because that's just what Gav does. He likes to push everyone's buttons. But but does being on episode one fifty such a monumental episode one ones that I'm sure people go back and listen to for decades to come around it does that add any extra pressure for you? Um, um, well, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, but uh, Gavin's introduction um, last week, uh, um, I let uh, for some silly reason that my wife listened to it, and now she uh, refers to me as the cerebral one and not the vibey one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just we should make clear you, you are a listener to the podcast but you're not necessarily a Steelers fan are you although I, I think you probably know more about the Steelers than any other franchise so you're, you're kind of homeless NFL fan aren't you well I'm, 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 I'm a general sports fan I, I do like the NFL my um, flag is not uh, for any particular team however it's it's pretty firmly uh, in in the Steelers camp, I know about the Steelers more than any other team. Thanks to you guys, um, thanks to you, Gav, especially. I've got the the Steelers, the UK Steelers podcast sticker on various items of my kit. Um, yeah, I think I think what you're saying here is that you can be converted and drawn in. So we just need to, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, seal the deal. I, I, I appreciate that, and, and I'm glad that we're doing God's work by spreading, you know, the Steelers nation around the around the world. But is it possible that Ran is just kind of like a Rob Lowe figure? You know, he likes to sit in the stands with the shield. He's a, he's a fan of the shield, you know? <laughs> well, possibly. Um, I don't think I've ever been compared to Rob Lowe. But um, <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm happy for you to try and convert me. And um, let's see what happens. All right. I think I think it's a, being a fan of sport generally is yeah that's a totally acceptable position. So I don't think anyone would have any complaints. So if you just check, no, I'm, I'm happy with supporting every team. That's fine. Well, okay, I don't support every team, and I have learned by listening to you guys certain teams not to support. Um, but um, the story for, for me getting in was, was my older son. He and his friends really got into it, and I thought, you know, it could be a nice thing to do with, with your son. And 
I started getting really into it and uh, we were looking at all sorts of uh, information, watching things. And um, his friends decided they'd prefer to uh, watch NBA. So they all kind of went to watch NBA. And I thought, well, you know what? I kind of like this. <laughs> I'm going to carry on here. Let's stick with this. Yeah. Yeah, I think you made the right choice. I, I like the NBA. I, I do think that if Pittsburgh had an NBA team, I'd be way more into it. But uh, I, I like the game. But, but I think you made the right call. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, th- there is... Um, I have... Where I grew up, th- there was definitely um, some memories growing up watching um, some NFL. The Fridge, which was mentioned previously uh, on, on various podcasts uh, here. Um, definitely, I remember. Definitely remember The Fridge. Everyone remembers The Fridge, man. Fridge was... What, what a... Uh... An amazing moment in NFL history. Probably a little bit before these guys' time, but, you know, I'm sure they know it. But we talked yeah, about it. When did we, when did we yeah, talk yeah. about it? Was it at the Bowling Ball Hall of Fame? It was, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he was inducted, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. First ballot. He never did yeah. tweet me yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so Rand's got some, some cool stuff lined up for us uh, a little later in the show. But, but, but the stuff we need to talk about first. Uh, so, Gab, give me the news drop. Oh, man. Just getting started. This guy is the fucking master. Let's dance. Alright? Let's go. Dealers on three. One, two, three. (laughs) Akri Who? Um, The biggest piece of news this week, of course, Zach Wilson. Former BYU, we'll get we'll get to the stadium, guys. Don't worry. Former BYU Cougar, oh yes, and Jets quarterback <laughs> <laughs> was was outed this week after his ex girlfriend posted to Instagram that she was now dating Zach's former best friend, wide receiver Dax Milne. Now I remember watching Dax Milne while we were watching Zach Wilson for the draft coverage and stuff. So I, you know, I was surprised to see this. I thought these two were close. But uh, why, you ask? Well, because Zach had cheated on her, his, his ex-girlfriend, with one of his mom's best friends. <laughs> is that the right sound drop? Maybe that's the discussion we need to have here, Gav. Uh, is this is this a like is this in the pro column for Zach Wilson or is this in the minus column for Zach Wilson? I, I can't quite tell. It's a tough one. I I think it elevates him in my estimation, but. <laughs> I kind of I don't want to like objectify anyone, but I kind of need to see the mum's best friend. Mm. That well, might be your broiest take ever, Gav. That was a... <laughs> <laughs> well, the revelation was that apparently Giselle is one of um, his mum's friends. Well, his mum's like some like social social right? media yeah. Nazi, right? Like, yeah. and we spoke a lot about Zach Wilson's mum. Listeners, you know, will remember during the draft season uh, last year. Because that was one of the big red flags for me was Zach Wilson's family, um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, he does strike me as the type. You know, he took two cheerleaders to prom. That was a big thing at the time. You know, Zach Wilson, Gav, Gav likes to say, he's just got a little bit of that dog in him. Yeah, maybe that's all it is. He's just a gamer and he's playing the playing the cards that are in front of him. Maybe it's not such a bad thing. She had a bit of that dog in. No, I won't. No, I won't do that one. I mean, it's just hearsay, though. There's no evidence, right? It's just such a like salacious story that it's like gone round the world and back. All it is is a, a, a you know a burned ex girlfriend that said it. I will say though, he didn't deny it. You know, 
he, he came out with the Instagram post that was like, have I missed anything? He, he was playing into it, I think. Yeah. I think he sees what it does for his brand. But what I really wanted to ask was, Dave, uh, how many moms have you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> how many moms have I, have I slept with? Well, okay. In- inclu- including my wife, uh, one. Uh, okay. <laughs> how many of your mom's friends? Um well, listen, I, I am I am pro this movie for Zach Wilson. I think he should move into maybe exclusively dating moms. Um, this could be his thing. It could be a whole brand for him. Right. Own it. Yeah. Make make merch, you know. <laughs> uh, he could be on the Pat McAfee show, like, preaching it. I could see it being a whole thing. Um, it's definitely going to stick with him. It's one yeah. of those. He's I, not going to be able to shake that off. Sadly, I don't think it'll stick that long because I think he'll be uh, washed out of the league in two years. Well, that's likely. <laughs> this could be mom's gate. <laughs> no. As as um, yeah, as we're going to go with conspiracy theories today, then uh, yeah, I think um, Mom's Gate it is. Okay. Mom's Gate, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what we'll attribute to to Zach Wilson for the rest of his career. Uh, good, good job, Zach. I got to give it to you. That that is a. I got to say, you know, before we move on to the stadium, that's a, that's a Simon Winstanley ass move. That if I was drafted into the NFL, that's the first story that would have leaked about me too. So I got to give him some respect and some props for that. Now, the real news. And there's only one big piece of news this week, and we got to talk about this because this is <laughs> this. God, have we have you ever seen more outrage on Twitter uh, in Steelers world than? than we have at this um, the stadium name obviously Heinz Field as it has been for what 25 years Gavin I think mm. uh, 2001 had... I think wasn't it 2001 yeah so yeah okay so about 20 years uh, I mean iconic at this stage and, and I'll get into my thoughts on what teams should be doing about stadium names in a minute but it was announced that it was changing we knew this was coming and uh, we were all eagerly awaiting you know we even had an episode I think Gav, where we talked about uh, potential ideas right and, I think so. Uh, Iron City Stadium was floated out there. We wanted Primanti Bros whole, Stadium. Uh, it was a whole kebab corner. We, whole I, kebab I, think, corner. I, think, I think we all decided on Dick's Sporting Goods being the uh, the front runner. It would have been better. Dick Stadium. Or um, the hospital. What was the hospital? It's gone out of my head now. The hospital that James Connor was treated in. Oh, you, you and... Yeah. Yeah. That, that would have been better. Well, yeah. Well, fear not, Dave, because we now play... The Steelers now play in Acreshaw Stadium. I think there's only one guy we can turn to with matters like this. So let's uh, let's see what Rich Rich has to say. So yeah, my opinion on the name change um, to Heinzfeld, I don't like it. You know, it's kind of inevitable though. Um, the th- you know, I I really miss the um, when the stadiums were named after like landmarks in a city or something that city was known for. Even if you knew nothing about the city when you heard the stadium name, it kind of gave you uh, a little bit of uh, knowledge about, you know, about the city itself. And that's kind of cool. You know, now a, a stadium can be named something that has nothing to do with the city whatsoever, you know. So it's just it's just not the same. I understand, that, you know, the corporate thing and, you know, and the advertising. There's a lot of money tied up in that stuff. And that's actually what was really cool about Heinz Field, because um, Heinz Field had both. You know, you you had the corporate advertising and all that, that money that came with it, but you also had, you know, the, the uh, history of Pittsburgh. Heinz Heinz Ketchup, you know, their their plant is in Pittsburgh, and and um, it's you know it's I'm sure it's the most popular brand of ketchup in the world. You know, so they're kind of you know they're kind of known for that. You know, so that was kind of cool. You know, you had both, uh, both in, you know, in the name of Heinz Field. 
but I, I just really miss the days of like, you know, Three River Stadium and Riverfront Stadium and, you know, um, Candlestick Park. And, you know, you still have Lambeau Field. You still have Soldier Field. Mile High Stadium isn't really Mile High Stadium anymore. It's it's Mile High at Invesco, I think is what they call it now. So everything is just going so corporate. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, in a few years, though, people just completely accept it. And it'll be no big deal, I'm sure. Uh, it, it's kind of a bummer to see that stuff die out. Thanks, Rich. Can't you just like feel the heat and the yeah. and the palm trees and the like five lanes of traffic <laughs> in the background? But uh, thanks, Rich, for those thoughts. There's no one better really to sum up. But I, I, I totally agree. You know, it, he, ra- he raises some interesting points. So first of all, he says it's inevitable, and that that is true. And it seems to be the way that that things are going with the name change, but. What confuses me about American football when it comes to this kind of stuff and sponsorships is they don't seem to have embraced it in the same way that some other sports have, right? Like, in some ways they do, obviously. We know all the ways that, you know, marketing is is so heavily attached to the NFL, but, you know, there's no sponsors on kits, right? That's that's alien to UK fans. That's the first thing I often get asked when when English people watch American football. You know, why is there no sponsor on the kit? So, you know, are we going to go down that route next? You know, it just seems very strange to me that, that this is now, you know, the next kind of gate to fall, if you will, in, in, in the market and, you know, this disaster that we live in. I, I mean, it is sad. You mentioned Soldier Field, Lambeau Field. And so, is it time for fans to reclaim this stuff? You know, I, I mean, we we can call the stadium whatever we want. The Roonies can call the stadium, you know, shithouse field for all I care. But the fans can call it whatever they like, you know. Like you said, Mile High is what I don't I don't hear it referred to as anything but Mile High, and that's not the name of that stadium. So, what's to say that the fans can't reclaim this? And that's where I was going to maybe disagree with Rich at the end. There is just to say, you know, is it inevitable that the fans will forget about it and be calling it Acrisure in five years? Maybe not. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to call it Acrisure, but you know, it'll just be called. I mean, how long, how long is the naming rights for? It's quite a long time. Fifteen it? years. Like, yeah. I, I I reckon it could be some nickname that comes forth that we we all use rather than Acrishaw because the problem with Acrishaw is it's just like a mouthful of letters that don't really like yeah, fall out very right, easy. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not easy to say. So maybe there'll be an incident or a storyline or something will happen that we can use a nickname. I, I hate to bring this back to the Seahawks, but this was the point that I made on Twitter, and I kind of did it to to point fun at the Browns, but uh, I, I do agree with it. I, I feel that. Stadium names, they can call them whatever they want for whatever corporate sponsors, but once they've been etched into history by by something that happens for, you know, in the sporting side, that is what it should stay, right? Because I was thinking about Seattle, and I still think of their stadium as the Clink, right? CenturyLink mm. Field. And that's a corporate name, right? CenturyLink is what, like an insurance thing? Yeah, so, or a bank. Well, yeah, wh- whatever. Some financial institution I couldn't give two shits about. But the thing is, that still works for me because when I think of the you know, the clink, I don't think of whatever this bank is. I think of the Legion of Boom and I think of Russell Wilson. I think of those Super Bowl runs, right? And it's yeah. the same with Heinz Field. So I feel like these things should be locked in once there's some kind of history that goes along with it. And regardless of what the name might or might not be, I just think this, I'm so cynical about the way we just kind of now just delete history for the sake of $25 million or whatever, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No one's deleting history. Here. But we are, though. Okay, no, no, hang on a sec, no. But you could also see it as it's almost, it's been called Heinz Field for the entirety of Ben's career. So it's almost like the name's going with Ben. No, like, I don't oh, like no. that. I don't like that narrative. Like That's that. an excuse for, for what's happening. That's just nonsense. That's There's nothing to do with Ben. 
I'm not making an excuse for, you know, corporate millionaires taking more money out of, you know... Like, can the fans not have anything, you know? Can we not just have the stadium named after some, you know... You know even Three Rivers Stadium, that's a classic name. Why don't we just go back to that? Because no you don't get money for that. Fine. How much what money about the, the Ben Roethlisberger Stadium? As if, um, if he was the main guy there, if for the entirety of his career, that's where he played, that could be a good name. Big Ben Stadium. Field. There you go. There you go. We just, that's what I mean. We come up with another name. Big Ben Stadium. I'm not saying AgriShore or AgriTech or whatever it is. But I mean, it, it feels... Have, there would be a difference shape. between the... Oh, sorry, Dave. No um, The older supporters will carry on probably calling it Heinz Field. Um, and it's the younger supporters that coming into it they'll find it very easy to adjust. And after a few years, unfortunately, probably will change um, the name. But unfortunately, um, it doesn't seem like the fans have got a lot of saying in this. Zero say. You're not cooking bacon over there, are you? A little bit of a crispy yeah. sound. I don't know what's going on. But it's fine. Yeah. I think it, it does come down to a personal level. I mean, I'm not... a uh a UK soccer fan, but my dad's a big Man City fan and he still calls it Main Road. Not played there for what? 20 <laughs> years? Yeah. yeah. And he still calls it Main Road. It's just something that's stuck in your brain. I guess it's just, I, I, I don't think Hansfield will ever leave the lexicon of words you use. Yeah. It's just, it's just always going to be called, even if it's not sponsored by them, you're just going to call it instinctively. But, um, no, it's no, the same I, what happened with, um, in St. James's Park, hmm. um, in Newcastle where a new sponsor came in and they wanted to call it Direct Sports Arena, I believe, and no one called it. No no, no one broadcasting, journalists, no one called it that name. They all called it... You know, the, St. James's Park. Uh, yeah, and and like, that's the way to fight called. it. Yeah, that is the way to fight this, and that's what I'm a proponent of. The problem, of course, is that in the US, the media is going to be forced to, to use the name... I think, right? They, they, yeah. They're going to have to call it Happy Show Stadium, but then that's kind of how it disseminates out from there. But I, I, I strongly believe fans should reclaim this and, and call it what they want to call it. I, I just think that this should be in the fans' hands. Gav disagrees with me. He thinks we should all be corporate, you know, cogs in the machine. And uh, Well, <laughs> you know, you, you talk about the, the, the sponsorship, you know, rights not being sold on the, on the jerseys. But the game stops so that we can watch adverts. Mm. Like the players stand around on the pitch waiting for of the adverts course. to stop. But so... that's a bit different. You, you understand the, the difference. There's no ownership in that, right? We don't own the 30 seconds between, you know, a third down to a punt. But, but, but I'd say that's no a bigger infringement and a bigger infringement on this on the actual sport itself. Like the whole game would be quicker, would be more that, accessible yeah, if it, it wasn't those it would. breaks. That's more of a cultural thing, though. I mean, that's that's more of a cultural thing with America and advertising and, and whatnot. I, I don't know. Yeah, like the American habit of like you watch a film and then they cut to an advert break and then you cut back and it's just the credits. Like they're tricking you. <laughs> like they hate the film. Has the film ended? You're not quite sure. Maybe it has, maybe it really? hasn't. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time you watch an American television. You come back money, and it's just sorry. the advert. Just the, the credits. Sorry, Ryan, what are you saying? Is, is the money coming from advertising it doesn't directly go into the team so if they show a particular team on monday night football that the team gets a fixed price regardless of how many adverts or what adverts are shown yeah but they have to squeeze out the the requisite number of adverts so they they often like they get all the adverts out the way and then you stay on the on the field for longer in the fourth quarter yes but if if the if the it's not like the advertising on the jerseys because that's direct money for the team right right I mean, mm. Akrashaw have said that they're going to invest money into the community. I don't, I don't know in what form or 
you know how they're going to do it but they've talked about investing money in the city as a whole so there's there's positives to come out of it i suppose but it's just not it's just not a, i mean no stadium has got a sexy name anymore outside of the ones that have kept their sort of original names no, no team you know even heinz isn't really a sexy title for a stadium but yeah, it's like, it's iconic it's iconic it's not sexy. It's very, who, who gets turned on by heinz sauce you know <laughs> Unless you're one of these, is it sploshers? Yeah, uh, you don't want to see topic. my search history, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, no, don't run a black light does. of your laptop. Yeah. Where? Are there, no, um... Simon, are there condiment related? <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly HP. <laughs> Daddy oh, sauce. Okay, Daddy well, no, 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 no. Maybe we um, could call it Daddy Sauce Stadium. I would have preferred that, I've got to be honest. <laughs> So we're taking a very strange For American turn. listeners who think this is a horrible joke, Daddy's sauce is a real sauce in the UK. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Hunt's ketchup, isn't it? But for yeah, the UK, yeah. it, it's yeah. just a, a rubbish, tacky sauce. But uh, but it's, I say it's not a sexy name. But I know I, I was at first I was really angry about it. I felt like I think like I say it's the end of an era sort of feeling. You're going, I don't like this. And you know you sort of feel, did did Bain didn't do more damage to that stadium or less damage than you know this. Mm. Name change is done, <laughs> but um, I think yeah, I think we'll all come round in the end. We just, it, we just we just won't use the name. It's it, to me, it just feels emblematic of of the, the kind of the change that we're going through as Steelers fans, right? Ben's left. We've got this whole new era. It feels like there's very little consistency, even though you know this team real in reality is one of the more consistent teams in the NFL. Still, you know, we've got the same head coach, the same owners that we've always had. But it, it just feels like a time of transition, and and to lose the name of the stadium, I know it's I know it's not a big deal, but it feels like a big deal. And it's it's just I don't know it, it it's this kind of move towards something that it always felt the Steelers didn't represent that the rest of the NFL did, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, like a home run family. Yeah, club. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and yeah. that's not what Akrishore. And again, this is like Dave said. I'm sure Akrishore are going to do all these different things. Uh, this is not really a comment on Akrishore. I don't know. You know, are they good? I mean, I'm I'm inherently cynical of multi-billion-pound operations anyway, but. Um, you know, well, I, don't know I tell you what, it's their, their job, their marketing team has, has done an A one job, right? Because none of us had heard of Acrishaw before, and now we have. So, oh yeah, know, they, they, they had the like brand. they had like five hundred followers on Twitter. Not that Twitter is a be all and end all, but they had not, <laughs> no aware. No one was aware of outside yeah. of five hundred people, which is like the, probably the family of the owner. I no always, one knew of and the employees. <laughs> yeah, I always find this really bizarre when you have these like multi million pound corporations that just have. Like no social following whatsoever because they don't do anything public facing. Yeah, it's like the kind of company that Mike works for or Kets. Like, who knows what they do? What? what maybe they both work for Acrisure. I don't know. Do they? <laughs> we need to. We need clarification. Mike on this. probably owns Acrisure. Yeah. <laughs> are they Pittsburgh? Are they Pittsburgh based? No. Uh, Michigan. Okay. And that's the other thing I don't love about it. To be honest, is that we've, we've you know, it, Pittsburgh always felt like a homely town, right? Everything is Pittsburgh in mm. Pittsburgh. So this is another part of it that is just. Just doesn't feel right. I don't know. Yeah. So, Rand, just to go back to your uh, focus pudding, you actually uh, you've pulled focus at quite a few uh, quite a few soccer games, haven't you? On the side, I have. I have. Anything we're talking about? St James's Park. You've ever been up there? I have been to St James's Park. Yes. What's the best football match you've been on the sidelines working on the cameras for? Oh, okay. Let me think about that. Um, I can tell you mine. I was only I've only been to one, so that's easy. I was at the uh, the <laughs> FA Cup final where Man City put five past Watford. So is that just an angle for us to um, hear what your favourite game is? That's, well, that's my only one. So I was feeling time what, there for you, Ren. That's what a lot of the stuff that Gav brings up is, Ren. Is it's just an well, excuse I, <laughs> to talk about what he wants to say. No, no, because no, I, I realised <laughs> I'd put you on the spot, so I was <laughs> giving oh, no, you a little bit of thinking. There time. was I, I did um, 
um, uh, Sunderland Newcastle game in Sunderland. Um, it was um, it was a, a very good game. Um, but what I remember is not necessarily the game. Is after the game, I was in a compound and one of the Sunderland supporters, um, Ashton Milvick, kind of called me. Said, "Hey, you come in, come in, come in." And he reached to his pocket, he, he pulled out a fiver, and said, uh, "Go get a haircut, mate." Oh no! Yeah. Well, that's all. I remember that. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Rand's got long hair. Yeah. Um, um, well, you, 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 you've been up and have you been in, involved in any pitch invasions where the fans have come on the pitch? Um, I have. You? I have in uh, in uh, QPR. Um, it was the end of the season, last game of the season, and there was a pitch invasion, and I, I, I never ran so fast in my life. I don't think. Um, you just had to get out of there. Um, Did you ditch? Because so just to be clear, so when you see a steady cam. Hopefully, most people know what that is. It's like a camera that's on an arm, and there's a dude like running around up and down the sideline. There's another dude holding a little box, staring intently at the camera. Uh, that's what Rand does. So he's with the camera. So did did you ditch the steady cam guy? Were you like you're on your own? No, 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 no. I'm I'm there to protect him as well. Okay. But I did I do some uh, rugby as well, and I did some Six Nation stuff. Um, and one of my favorite games was England against Italy during lockdown. Because there were no supporters, normally it's eighty thousand people there, so you can just hear the players and what they're saying and how they interact with each other, and how they what they actually say. And believe you me, I do not want to hear any of that again. Um, it's not very nice. It's actually quite threatening, some of it. <laughs> oh yeah, you felt threatened on the sidelines. Well, to each other, mainly to each other. You know, you know how the kicker um, takes a bit of time to kick the ball. They line it up. The, count the steps there's this ritual that the, and um the opponent captain started shouting at him said come on man i'm getting bored here and um <laughs> one of the other players the england players heard that and he was waiting for him when at half time he was gonna have a punch up it was ridiculous but you never see or hear it when there's eighty thousand people in the stadium because it just you can't hear it wow do you, do you feel the pressure when you're in that sort of situation or, or is it just like being at work normal? Or is it because um, you, you've got 80,000 people watching you if you fall over or something then everyone's going to be laughing at you? You do sometimes, yeah, you do sometimes. I have had some um, footballers during warm-up trying to kick the ball at us um, and, and try, try, trying to um, hit the camera. And they're pretty accurate with the ball. That's what we they do. So. Yeah. yeah, and I have to look all over it's i tell you what it's the goalkeepers because they kick the ball high and they always try to hit us oh like, like they're head. dropping the ball in a bucket yes yes yeah, yeah. that's not fun but uh, yeah it's part of the game it's uh it's great um i have an item for the news if you don't mind Feel free. no please go ahead do we need to uh, play the news drop again or are you just going to slip it in no i'm happy with that i don't mind just the, like Zach Wilson. Type, We're back on Zach Wilson again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Type into your search engines. Tyler Parker is a 14-year-old oh. from Santa Margarita High School, California. <laughs> he is six foot one, two hundred ninety-five pounds, and he's um, whoa potential yeah. um, class of 2025. There's um, some of the news that I read, generic news. I never see very, very rarely an item about the NFL. For some reason, that came up, and I thought that's a perfect spot for him. The man is huge. Well, the, the dude does is... not look like he's 14. Yes, he is 14, and there's quite a few colleges after him 
So, um, yeah, look out. What position does he play? Defensive linesman. Oh, yeah, so he's the next uh, Jordan Davis. I was going to wow. say, Gabby, he's not a bloody wide receiver, is he? Please look, at, look at the size of the man's <laughs> shoulders. He's got more meat on his arms than I've got on my whole bloody body. Yeah, but at high school, he could be playing, like, you know, running back, everything. So he can play anything. He can be the quarterback and the receiver. Yeah. <laughs> he's the entire team in one man. But are we, are we saying that this guy has not been taking steroids? That That's that's serious roid body. I don't know. It? it just looks like a giant butter bean. I mean, I'm not sure he's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he's, he's not ripped is he he's just like he's big like the dude he's stacked like he's packing but I he's not I don't understand how a human can be that large at that age he's 14 yeah. what he's 14 well they put they put growth hormones in the milk over there so maybe maybe he really likes milk <laughs> yeah but the looks of it he likes a bit of estrogen as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well he's got some I don't know if he likes it or not yeah yeah, wow. but he the, the man has to go through a door sideways. Wow, I wonder where that's interesting. That's an interesting one to follow when it comes to now, recruiting time. Do, isn't it? do you not remember? I'm sure there was a guy. I can't picture. I can't remember his name. There was there was a similar thing to this about four or five years ago about a guy who was just insanely big for high school. Do you remember this? There was like a video going around, it went viral, I'm sure, like four or five there's, years ago. There's, there's always been a few videos knocking about of like a, a like peewee football team and then there's like one massive kid walks yeah, out. It was like yeah. <laughs> The Terminator just fighting his way down, goes through the whole team. Yeah. And, and somehow these guys rarely seem to actually make it into the NFL. So I want, it'd be interesting to keep an eye on it because, I mean, this guy's at least made it to college, right? He's getting offers mm. and stuff, so. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I, it just goes to show how much skill must be involved that a guy this naturally large still might not make it. You know. Thing is, if you're that big at 14, I don't, I don't know, but I won't be thinking I want to go and play in the NFL. But you'd be thinking I want to be a bodybuilder or so. I don't know. Something else is not going to get you hit in the head repeatedly. I don't know. I don't know. You can earn serious cash, can't you? Whereas, what do you what, what do you earn from bodybuilding apart from like serious health issues down the line? I don't know. Maybe it's my uh, lack of perspective on uh, what earns you money. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm skinned. But uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't hurt Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I think you know he, he no. sort of parlayed it into an acting career, didn't he? I don't, I don't. Can you name? Can you name one bodybuilder, Dave? Eddie Hall. Well, okay. He, he was a strong man, but yeah, he's a bodybuilder now. Ah, so he parlayed. He was. He well, he did world's strongest man. Did he like lifting giant boulders? He was. And... He was the world's strongest man at one point. Say he's a sportsman. That's not bodybuilding. Uh, it's it's. Much the same thing, right? Being a strong man in a bodybuilder is much the I, same. No, thing. I disagree. I think bodybuilders are, are, are trying to like sculpt their body for cosmetic reasons, yeah. whereas whereas world's strongest man, they don't often they're not like Adonis's, are they? They're like kind of barrel body mm. sort of, yeah. you know, mm. bowling ball types. Yeah, Magnus, it, is it is a different thing. But but I, I love uh, world's strongest man, the Atlas Stones. Oh, dude, I used to love oh, yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it still on? I haven't seen it yeah, for ages. So it is, but the problem is, Channel Five has the right. I've, re- I've gone really down, yeah. deep down this rabbit hole. Channel Five has the rights, right? But they don't show it till like six months after the event for some reason. It's Channel classic Five. Christmas time viewing. Mm-hmm. So in, in the lead up to Christmas, every every day is like it's world's strongest man. And the Mountain from Game of Thrones won it like twice, right? Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Wow. Yeah. So he should. I've actually, that. I've actually worked with him. I've oh really? Hmm. Not nothing more to say. Just okay, that. Fair enough. <laughs> Did he pick you up? No, he was just a very big man. Just huge. Did he crush your eyeballs into the back of your skull? Just being impressively uh, you know, scary just by standing there. Man, I wish I was that big. I'm sick of being a little small white dude. You know? Have Scrawny. you seen the size of his missus? Who? 
Witch. The Iceland Woman. Uh, the Mountain Princess. She's like really tiny. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's just like because he's like absolutely gigantic, but she seems small. But no, she's like really tiny. Yeah. Do you not? Do you not think it would be nice to just be like an absolutely huge dude like that just for a day, just to see what it's like, just to intimidate everyone around you? I get it'd be annoying though, wouldn't it? You wouldn't, you couldn't find any clothes that fit. Nothing's built to like work. You, you pick everything up, it just falls out of your hand because it's too small. Yeah, if you want to get on a flight, you got to buy like three seats. Yeah, I, you use up more fuel getting anywhere. It's uh, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what. If we'd have sent Tyler Parker in, uh, they never would have called it Acrisure Stadium. That's right. Um, no, no Tyler sure. Parker Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler Parker, the bodybuilder. Yeah. Money well, advertising. Let, let's just hope for Zach Wilson's sake it wasn't Tyler Parker's mom. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, I can uh, imagine something happened to his right arm. Oh Jesus! Oh, um, uh, by the way, can we say happy birthday to Rich? Yes, we should yeah. have done. Yeah, how have we not done that yet? Rich, who, who uh, is very busy basically until November, and obviously when he's working, he's working when we're recording so we can't record but we're going to try and see what we can do hopefully we can get some rich input maybe he can maybe he can dial in from his trailer in between scenes or or something so we're going to try and get rich back Have you asked him about that? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> i thought it might be quite amusing if he's like giving us his takes on why the Steelers o-line so bad and some person comes in and says you know are you, are you ready for your omelet or you need to come and peel off your cosmetics or something that'd be quite fun well he spends four hours in those makeup chairs i'm sure he's got some space he spends four hours driving every day i mean getting across la is a bit is the hardest part of his day but uh, yeah peace and love to rich hope the project's going well yeah happy, two films uh, back to back taking yeah happy birthday how no. embarrassing that we had to rely on our guest to, t- to remind us to say that on the show. <laughs> well, we've all, we've all sent a message yeah, privately. But yeah, we should have mentioned it on the show. So. Thanks, Ran. Already proven no, no, no problem. No problem. I miss listening to him as well, so happy yeah, birthday to me. Yeah, we, we all do. We all miss his dulcet tones. He looks great for a 90-year-old, doesn't he? He looks fantastic. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he misses you today. Oh come on! He's fitter than all of us combined. Oh, uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> I think he could take Tyler Parker in fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's definitely not a, a done deal. <laughs> okay, does that wrap up the news? That's good for me, Ran. Is that you? You got any other nuggets um, for us? Or um, no, no. That's, okay, cool. That's fine. Thank you. Okay, let's roll on. And then normally I would start talking about something, but but I'm going to hand it over today um, to whatever segment is next because I've forgotten. <laughs> Did you want to, what do you want to call this, Ran? Is it, is it conspiracy theories with Ran, or did you come up with it with a different title? Um, I didn't give it a title, but the first thing that came to mind was um, Ransgate. Okay. Um, I'm sensing a theme uh, here. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. sounds like a, a deprived fishing town on the south coast. But <laughs> it's, yeah, but without it's 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 yeah, it's there's Ramsgate and there's Ransgate, but um, I haven't I haven't officially given it a name. Well, we can come up with a naming later. We can sell the yeah. naming rights to a, a corporate entity that has no actual interest <laughs> yeah, in the or, podcast. Yeah, or a particular condiment company. Um, right, um, right, right. Yeah, any, anybody that wants to um, sponsor this, I don't mind. Manscaped Conspiracy Corner continues yeah. after this break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we could. Uh, we had Namesgate as well. We could call it Namesgate. There has been a Namesgate in the news item. Heinz Field. Yeah. Right. Anyway, well, further ado, let's start. Let's yeah. not discuss this so, anymore. <laughs> when, when Gavin suggested to me um, this conspiracy theory 
I think when it came up, it was um, we were talking about Flores and Tomlin. Um, is there a plan behind this? Is there, what's going to happen? I thought, right, if I'm going to talk about some sort of conspiracy, perhaps I should look into it and see what other conspiracies are out there. So NFL conspiracy theories, quite a few come up, but a few reoccurring. Um, uh, the lights blow out in 2013, the Super oh, Bowl. Yeah. Beans, that um, came out quite a few times. That's Obviously, probably, yeah, that's the right headliner to have. People um, would genuinely thought that that did sway the, the outcome of the game. But it didn't in the end. I, I, I think that was the first Super Bowl that I really clocked into and watched. For, I remember it like, like it was yesterday. That was not good for those working early on a Monday morning, that delay, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't change the outcome, but it was, it was, it was close. Was that the Kaepernick one as well, right? Kaepernick yeah. versus the Ravens, Ravens wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, obviously, deflate gate. Um, yeah. Don't say anything about that. What happened to that phone? Mm. No one else. Um, in 2009, the the bounty gate. Yeah. Was that a conspiracy or was that just a crime? <laughs> well, the thing is, it was never fully proven. So. But, I mean, they served suspensions, him and uh, who was that asshole defensive coach that ended up on the Browns? What was his name? Oh, yeah, what was that guy's name? Come on, come on, what's the and guy? And there were some fines, there were some fines Greg as Daniels. well. Was that it? Greg, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, that's it. Greg Williams, Greg Daniels. Who's Greg Daniels? Sounds like a magician. Made that up. But you got, you got there, though. Um, yeah, if there was fines and bans, surely that shows you that the league thought there was enough evidence to convict, no? Um, perhaps, but I, I would... I was thinking that if um, if it was that serious, there must have been it, it could have been worse, right? Or and widespread might have been throughout yes, the league. Probably and bigger they... than yeah. yeah. Um, so th- these are the, the quite a few a few ones that came up, um, but the one that I found most curious was uh, the Spygate 2007 mm. Spygate. Patrick um, yeah. is filming illegally, uh, many with the Jets, perhaps other games, but. Spygate. Most of these gates, in some way, involve the Patriots, right? Mm. A few of them. A few of them. Even though the the first guy, uh, um, Spygate, I think, was with the Giants. Wasn't there a Giants Spygate? Oh, possibly. Uh, that was uh, I... it came before. But Spygate kind of triggered me. I definitely heard of another Spygate, and I I thought, okay, I better look into this. And yeah, the rabbit hole was staring at me, and I just dived in head first. <laughs> so in 2019, in January 2019, Derby County Soccer Football Club called the police to report a man suspiciously walking around the training ground. It turns out it was a Leeds United employee um, sent to, um, to have a look at them prior to a game. And it turns out this was not the first time. Um, at the time, there was an Argentinian coach, Marcelo Bielsa. He was in charge of Leeds United. And it turns out that he routinely sent spies everywhere he coached. And he coached in, in Spain, Argentina, in France. He sent spies to have a look at other teams. It is more acceptable in other countries. Now... After that, it became a spy gate. And I was thinking, right. So I looked at Marcelo Bielsa himself and Bill Belichick. And I found a few things that 
were a little bit suspicious or a little bit too close to the bone. So looking at their background, I looked at Bielsa, and he grew up in Argentina in, in, in the 50s, um, he's 67 now, um, in a town called Rosario. His parents uh, were well-educated, he was a lawyer and a, and a teacher. They, they were absolutely massive soccer fans. Um, the local team was Rosario Central. Um, he was particularly influenced by his grandfather that um, was a, used to read to him, massive reader, and he was um, educated for football by his grandfather and by his parents. And it says, well, it says that he's got 30,000 books in his library. He start, so he started playing. He played as a defender. He didn't quite make it big and wasn't that, that good. He retired. He was only um, 25 and he started coaching. Now he, he was quite a successful coach. He moved from uh, the boys team to the, to the senior team. In the other, <laughs> the other team in Rosario called New York Old Boys, they're quite, uh, quite a famous team. Uh, Lionel Messi is originally from there. Um, now he's very well known for being his own man and he's, uh, and doing things his own way. Now, in, in 2018, he was appointed um, Leeds United manager. Back then, uh, they were in the second tier of, of English football. And I started then comparing him to Bill Belichick. Now, Bill Belichick, I know he's a controversial figure, but he also was... Um, quite influenced by from, for sport by his family. I mean, his father he grew up in in, in Annapolis, which is quite well known for uh, for its naval base. And his father was assistant coach in the naval academy. He went to uni in in, in Connecticut. Uh, he played uh, a little bit tight end, um, but he was more into lacrosse. He, he worked. Um, as an assistant uh, coaching various teams. And um, he's got his first head coach role in Cleveland Browns in 1991. Um, and in two, I can't believe this. <laughs> is that a landline? Wow. It is a landline. Now, I, I do apologize. There's only one person that calls a landline, and that's my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the timing couldn't be... I'm, I'm going to have to take my headphones off and take give, give the phone to my wife. I'm really sorry. That's okay. That's okay. No we like interruptions. It's fine. It's wow. real. Well, this is a natural place for a pause. Now, Rosario in Argentina, why is that the only place that all famous Argentinians come from? Because you mentioned, I was going to mention that Messi was from there, but it's also where Che Guevara was born. Is it really? Mm. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it is weird for such a huge country. And, um... and yet I can't name a single other place outside of Buenos Aires. <laughs> Uh, yeah, River Plate, mm, or is that? That's a team. It's a team. Is that? A it's, it's, it's like, isn't there like a River Plate basin, like where it's Uruguay, Uruguay to Argentina? You okay? We we were ramping talking about our lack of geography knowledge. Uh, okay. Was she okay? The mother-in-law was everything okay? She, she... Well, I I um I handed it over to my wife. Had to. Quick hand off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, because we've got a landline, and I always know not to answer it because no one's got the number. So anyone calling <laughs> it is a salesperson. Why do you have a landline? 
to know and not to answer those calls, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So you could be smug. Aha, not answering you. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, sir. No, it, it's like a it's like a part of the internet thing. But yeah. yeah. But you don't actually need to have the phone though. <laughs> I know, but I've, I'm, a, I'm a relic of the of the olden times. I still use pen and paper and that. I, I don't like using spreadsheets and stuff. I, I must admit, if I had to guess one member of this show that still had a landline, I would have gone Dave. Yeah. <laughs> do, how do you order your uh, your curry and chips? I use smoke signals or Morse code. <laughs> oh, no, seriously, do you, do you use an app or do you, do you phone up? No, I... It's things circled on the menu. I, I have a dislike of people and speaking to them. Outside of you, beautiful gentlemen, obviously. Um, so I use these apps. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. Well, our, our landline exists purely for my mother-in-law. <laughs> purely. Turn the volume down on that thing. Have you know. considered giving a, needs to answer it. Uh, your, your wife's mobile number? No, she does have it. Ah. But that means that means she will have to charge her own mobile number and oh. her, her own mobile phone, which she doesn't. But wait, um, she can she call only... the mobile from her landline, though, right? Yes, but that's expensive. Oh, there's this expense. Oh, see, I didn't even think yeah, about that. That's well, how disassociated that... I am from this. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. It is remarkable. I mean, she's in her eighties, so um, I can understand that technology scares her. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's late in her life to be changing yeah. the world. TikTok ways, scares so. me, so I get it. Yeah, you're, you're a millennial, right? I had I had yeah. a, a kid at work going. Oh yeah, these millennials—they're also—they they don't get TikTok. They don't get our stuff. They're also boring. Wow, I'm glad I'm not a millennial. Wait, I'm, who said that? A kid? Some a kid, yeah, very, very young wow. person. Our generation, generation is like aged up into the bracket where now people are calling us old. I don't want yes, one yes, yes, yes. This is the first time I've heard it. Mm. Millennials being the uncool ones. I, yeah, I was like, ha ha. When did it happen? I, I, I get called a boomer. I, I, for, <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're I'm gen, in my mid 30s. I'm not that Gen old. X, man. You're is, gen X. is that what the calls are? When, oh wait, <laughs> the one, like, Dave, when were you born? What year were you born? Uh, 89. 89. I know you're a millennial. Sorry. Uh, no. We're X, aren't we? Yeah, we're X. Stick with I, me, kid. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't like to pigeonhole myself. I'm quite happy just being just being myself. I don't need That's to fine. So anyway, where were we? Bill Belichick, who, who, yes, nearly, so... who nearly got the job as the Giants head coach after Bill Parcells was run out of town, but didn't get it. And then went to the Browns. So he's almost the Giants head coach for us. But anyway, that's a... But yeah, so this is where where things started to look a little bit strange. So they all they're both very well known um, for have disciples all over the leagues. So there are coaches out there that have been trained by them and swear by them, and they carry on their philosophy, um, and and they they say they're the best coaches in the world. As far as they're concerned, they both have playbooks that change the game. I mean, Bielsa came up with this formation three 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 one. I mean, Belichick has, I think, has he got um, a playbook that went into the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame when he was when he was yeah. I think when was uh, when the Giants won the Super Bowl with Parcells. Is it? But uh, mm. it hit Super Bowl twenty five. Yeah. So that that defensive. Uh, yeah, the defensive play, playbook. I didn't know it had yeah. gone into the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, so so they they're both considered incredibly good coaches, very tactical. Know what they're doing. They 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 both have press conferences that are notorious, and you never know what you're going to get with Bielsa as well. Sometimes um, 
he so he got sent away by one of the referees in the game and in the in the principal office afterward he said i would have done the same i don't blame him he did the right thing i was out of order which is not what you expect to hear right um they both have some sort of kind of uh, military affinity, obviously, uh, Belichick um, growing up in Annapolis. But while Bielsa is slightly more tenuous connection, um, he, he, his nickname was a loco, the crazy one. Um, apparently, after one game when his team heavily lost in a derby, there was a, um, the supporters were camping outside his house and, and wouldn't leave. So he um, went inside got a hand grenade and threatened to pull the pin if they don't leave. Um, it was a military grade. Was this in Leeds? No, that was in Argentina. Right, um, and they, they cleared, yeah, I think he would have been arrested in Leeds. But they cleared out well, pretty quickly after that. Yeah, I would leave. Some crazy Argentinian dude with a hand grenade throwing pins at you. <laughs> That's not what you want. Um, I, I, would definitely, I would definitely go. Um they both have uh, are known for team building teams that are slightly unexpected. They don't they don't necessarily go for all the big players, the big names. Mm. They're both building from scratch or from very little and and building up. Even though um, Belichick never really, sorry, uh, Bielsa never won really massive trophies, but he was successful everywhere he went. And there's one. So sorry. What 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 I think is Belichick's trump card is his ability to find the opponent's weakness, wherever that is, and exploit it. And it always comes up with a game plan that surprises you, and you know puts puts his opponent on weak ground. Is that is that what the uh, Leeds guy? What's his? I can't say. Bielsa. Bielsa. Is that what Bielsa does? Um. He's very, very tactical. He's, he's, um, his methods are really, we're going to run, we're going to be fitter than you, we're going to run longer than you, we're going to put all the pressure on you until you get tired and give up and we're going to beat you. I mean, Belichick is, is known, he loves, he said it many times, that he loves this, um, this book by this Chinese general, Sun Tzu, um, about the, the art of war. And he, he famously apparently said, um, every, battle, every battle is won before it's, it's fought. So he was, his whole idea that, that if you know everything about your opponent and you prepared for it, that's it. You, you pretty much won it. Yeah, that's the whole point. You put, you put your opponent on the terrain they don't want to be put on. And you, you go on the terrain that suits you. So if, if, you, if that's a height advantage, you, start, you put them in a bog and you're on dry land. That's that's what Sun Tzu says. So that's what's what he always does. Belichick, Belichick, you can see him do that. He makes the opponents do what they don't want to do, right? That's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's been his strength, his tactic. Yeah, and and they're both they're both known to um, not be afraid to make bold decisions. Um, I mean, Belichick cutting his his QB halfway through a season in '93 um, at the Browns, yeah. um, just because he didn't. Work out. Bielsa did a different thing altogether. He allowed the opponent to score a goal, just walk in the ball into the goal, because his team scored a goal where someone was injured. The other team stopped for the injury, even though they didn't have to, and his team scored. 
So he thought, hold on, that's not fair. So he allowed the other team to walk in a goal. See, now there's the difference. Bill Belichick would never have that kind of level of sportsmanship. Fair enough. But (laughs) it's a decision that not every manager would do. It's a bit crazy. Now, for me, the, 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 the next item is the thing that I found quite strange. So in January 2000, Belichick of the Jets and Bielsa in 2016 in Lazio, in Roma. So it was, well, when people say step down from the New York Jets, it was clear that Belichick was going to take over. And there was a, there was a press conference. And just before the press conference started, he scribbled on a piece of paper saying, I resign as HC of the NYJ. And instead of his acceptance speech, he resigned and he ranted over and did his usual thing, um, talking about various things. It could be kind of deduced to saying, um, I didn't trust because I think that the team was being sold at the time, wasn't sure about the new management and the ownership, and he just didn't want to get involved. So he resigned before he even took the job. So he was in the job one day. Well, what could have been? Wasn't uh, didn't it, didn't it weird? Like, wasn't it something like uh, Parcells was the Giants coach and Belichick was the defensive coordinator of the Giants, and then Parcells left the Giants. Everyone assumed that Belichick was going to become Giants head coach, and then they gave it to someone else. Can't remember who. And then was it Tom Coughlin? No, it wasn't. I coached someone else. And then and then so they thought there was a big rift between them. Everyone thought there was a big rift. They'd broken up. And then Parcells got the Jets job, then brought in Belichick yeah. again to be his DC. And then then he did resign and hand the, hand the reins over to Belichick. And then he just didn't want the job. So it was, it was quite a sort of bizarre chain of events. But the job apparently was his. And yeah, it was, was his. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want it. He, I think he realised that the ownership was, was screwy. I think he could have said something before the press conference and not turn the press conference to a resignation. But Bielsa did a similar thing, albeit 16 years later. Um, he was appointed as uh, the Lazio manager. Now, he conditioned the job for signing key players by a certain date. And when he came to the club, the players were not signed, he resigned two days after being appointed. Now, the club claimed that they have started negotiation with the players, so Bielsa did, okay, and he investigated on his own, and he, uh, he realized that the agents and no one was actually spoken to. No one did anything about it, so they lied to him, so he resigned. Seems two days. Okay. Yeah, man of, man of honor. Absolutely. Now, this is something very rare. I don't think I've heard of any other case in any sport, any management of people leaving their job two days after receiving it. On a matter of principle. On a matter of principle. And to me, this is this could be more than just a coincidence. So it is, I understand it is a bit, the connection is tenuous, but 
to me, all these little coincidences are more than just a tenuous connection. In what way more? What do you think? Do you think they're time twins? Well, no, I, I, th- I think there is, there is an underlying philosophy here and there's an underlying connection. Now, I, don't get me wrong, I tried to look for a connection. I know they were both in Mexico, but not at the same time. They both have very interesting experiences in Mexico. They both don't want to go back there, they said. <laughs> I've I've looked. I, I, just, <laughs> I, have, I have looked. What went down in Tijuana that time? <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you probably don't want to know. I have tried to look, and the fact that I couldn't find anything didn't make me think, "Oh, this is nothing." It made me think, "This has been concealed. Someone is trying to hide the connection." Big Farmer, who is it? The hidden hand? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But the, tr- the tracks stay parallel. I could never find any junction. Do you think there's like a fundamental like uh, a, a, a recipe to success that both these guys have hit on? And they're, they're I, keeps I think them on the track. they're copying each other. But I think that there's got to be something deeper than that. I think they are, because they both have disciples. They both have people following them. And I think, I think they're introducing more power to coaches because the way they do things, the way they choose the teams, the way they promote the teams, I can see a lot of similarities. It's not perfect, but I think they are trying to create more power for coaches. They're, they're megalomaniacs. I think so. so one, one criticism that's been leveled at Belichick is that his coaching tree has never brought much success. Like he's had successful coaches come out of it, but there's never been a truly great successor that can say, "Ah, oh, yes, that's the the, Bil- the Belichick disciple." Although there's been, you know, Josh McDaniel. I guess is there anyone else that's had? There's lots. They're all everywhere, but quite a few of them have failed. Bill O'Brien. You know, they've they've they've, they've maybe been in jobs for a long time, but they've they've not had the success that he has had. So. I want to say Bol- Bolisaro, but I think he's a South American dictator. Remind me again of your guy's name. We're going to write it down. So I Bielsa. Bielsa. Do you know that um, little about English football? <laughs> I know absolutely nothing to quote Dave. Fair enough. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so is Bielsa, does he have like a coaching tree, like a lineage you're saying? He does. He's, he and does. Are, those, are those coaches successful? There is one particular guy that is extremely successful. His name is Pep Guardiola. Okay, I've heard of that guy. I've heard and of that he's, he was in Barcelona for many years and then was in Bayern Munich and is now in Manchester City. So I'd say that's that's the one difference I would say. Cause... But I don't think they've got control over the people that they, they, they train out and they send out. and um, I don't think they've got – they can't decide who's going to succeed or not. No, I know. But you could argue that Belichick, if Belichick's system was so perfect, his way of being an asshole around the facility – no days off let's spy on our opponents all that stuff if everyone else was you know let's draft schmoes and make them into joes you know if everyone if that worked for anyone else it would have been successful by now but it's because no one else can generate the either a no one else can generate the the uh desire to play in the same way that the respect that the players have for belichick does a or b belichick had brady and no one else did that's true, but that's I think that's perhaps a different a different discussion about who's more important, the coach or the player. That's an unending discussion that there is no it's answer a, to. 
No, there isn't. No, it's a loop that will carry on forever. Yeah. Although at the moment, you'd say the quarterback's winning because Brady can go to another franchise and immediately win the Super Bowl. So you're thinking, okay, that's, so maybe that's the argument. Maybe Belichick isn't the fantastic coach we all think he was. He just had Brady, but and that's why his system hasn't worked anywhere else because no one else had Brady, but I don't know. Um, you can say that, but then Brady wasn't the only man in the team. The team around him was brought in by Belichick, right? Yes, and you could definitely say that the, the team was more important in those early Super Bowls. Later Super Bowls was all Brady, I thought, but those early ones, it was more of a team team thing, especially on the defence. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you, got? What do you think, Dave? What do you think, Sorry about the, this They both They thing? both have these weird little quirks, right? Like, Bielsa always sits on, on like, in the dugout on, on, like, a little bucket or something, right? And yeah. Then, and then Pep Guardiola kind of took that on, and he started to do that, I think, right? And then... It's with Belichick, you know. It's the hoodie. It's the the hood's always up. He just kind of sits there, looking like some kind of dishevelled old man in a trailer park. They've both got these very distinct images that I have of them both in my mind. Maybe it's all about branding. Is is Bielsa as you know uh, what um, Parcells nickname? I think it was Lawrence Taylor. Maybe was dubbed. Uh, but you know what his nickname was in the Giants? And and even Parcells called him it in the end? Doom. They all called him Doom Bilicek. Is it is is uh is Bielsa doomy like that? Like just miserable? He's a serious man. Right. He's definitely a serious man. Hmm. Leeds also when when he because I only started hearing about Bielsa when uh, when he came to Leeds. Um he kind of what was interesting about him from a footballing perspective was that he played a style of football that you weren't used to seeing from championship teams trying to compete with uh, high-end Premier League teams, right? So Leeds got promoted into the Premier League, and most teams that get promoted to the Premier League will play a defensive style of football, right? You'll play a Burnley and you know put five men behind the ball to try and stop Man City scoring five goals on you. But Leeds came out of the gate swinging and would play a similar style of attacking kind of like passing for as you described ran like kind of tiring out the opponent by keeping possession um whereas i think bill belichick uh loves boring football so <laughs> i don't know if that's true man i just i knew, I you'd, I knew you'd shoot me down yeah, he doesn't have a type of football that's that's what makes him so good yeah, i no. think no i i don't know enough about soccer to really comment on on the other fella but um i can't the, the sort of it feels like a trope now. The whole thing of that Belichick takes away the best piece and makes you beat him another way. That's probably what every NFL team is trying to do, right? <laughs> it isn't. It doesn't feel like it's some sort of divide. I don't think the Jets are trying to do that. I don't. I don't heaven. think the Browns have been trying to do that. Sorry. It's not oh. some piece of divine wisdom sent down to Bill Belichick alone. Everyone knows <laughs> that's what he's doing. Every NFL team is trying to do that. He's right. I think. I, I, I think it's an it's, overblown. It's more of, than just taking away the best player, though. He will, he will, you know, uh, sacrifice some of his own players. At, you know, to, to expose. <laughs> yeah, but this, know, this he, is this is this is true for both. So they, 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 their own people. They are, they do what they think is right, regardless. And Bill, you can say that Bill Belichick. You can say many things about him, but he's probably done it. The longest in the league, hasn't he? So a lot of the things he was there first. He was there first to do, and he's the bravest 
to do them. No? Yeah, I mean, you, you look back now, and the Patriots were the birth of the. I mean, you could argue that the 49ers under Bill Walsh, I, 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 I could see that take. But it, more modern in terms of like the kind of passing, passing instead of running, passing to, to set up the run, all that, the death by a thousand cuts. That was just the Patriots were doing that and no one else. Yeah, and in the same, in the, so it's, 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 a, it's a no well-known factor. The NFL is a, is a learning league, right? You learn your opponents, you see something new, you either learn how to defend it, you copy it. Right. In, in the same, it's the same in, in soccer. You see a team that's really successful, doing really well. You try to emulate them. You try to copy them. You try to learn how they do things, and then you learn how to defend them, or you learn how to attack like them. And when you have someone that does it first, then you mm. look at it differently. Yeah, repeatedly. That's repeatedly. why. I, that's I why I appreciated Bielsa a little bit because he was doing that not with the maybe three hundred million players that Man City were doing it with, right? That's that's what is exactly. interesting about him. But I, I think what this comes down to really is that they are both. I mean, we're going to talk about movies soon, but they are both like the auteurs of their sport, right? They they both kind of. Do, I mean, the, the Belichick way is literally a saying. Yes, I think I think they say something similar about Bielsa, right? So it's like they they both almost create like a cult following in their respective sport. And that's what I'm saying. That I think it's more than just a coincidence. I think there is something that there is. I started looking at as a coach called Greg Popovich in the in the NBA hmm. in San Antonio Spurs. That he's a different man, but there's some similarities there. And he's been doing it for many many years, and he's he's changed the game in in a different way by being brave, by doing things that no one else was doing. And it's, to me, it just seems like more than just a coincidence. Surely there's something there. Surely there's a coach gate there somewhere. Do you think there's like an inner circle of like these? I see, like a secret handshake kind of like, club. Yeah, the, the, the sort of, yeah, the, the masons of the kind of sports coaches. They're, they, they're, they're doing different, different sports, so they're not in direct competition, but they're, they're like the, the Illuminati of, <laughs> the of, Illuminati of coaching. Of coaching. <laughs> the old yeah. uh, English manager's lunch club. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the one. I was looking for a name for it, but um, yeah, <laughs> they get together and play strategy games like Warhammer and stuff. Over in, 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 yeah, in Guadalajara in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and take ayahuasca and get deep into their playbooks. I like <laughs> yeah, this. That could be it. Yeah, maybe they come up with each other's playbooks. Ooh, yeah. I'd like. To, yeah, that's why. That's why Belichick's made sure that the, uh, the 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 prime lacrosse coach is is has got a seat at the table and he's nicking all of his uh, his plays. Yeah, he does seem to like lacrosse, doesn't he? He does. Yes. Yes. Anyway, that that was my that was my um, that was my uh, my corner, and um, I hope it made some sense. I like it. Uh, I, I didn't know where it was going. I, I thought you were going to somehow suggest that they were like the same person biologically. <laughs> that's yeah, kind of where I thought it was going, but you still just hard because the history, the, both the history is quite chronicle. <laughs> you can trace it back very easily. That there will be no conspiracy there. <laughs> it's funny that the first thing I actually did was look up both of their ages because I was like, if they're both the same age, this is where this is going. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying there's like a bloodline with like divine sports knowledge that's uh, <laughs> passed on? Maybe there is. Mm-hmm. Who knows? This is much better than the conspiracy I would have come up with that that Trump and Putin and Belichick are all in league, which I have seen somewhere. And there's some there's some some you know, obviously 
complete bollocks. Well, but some tale came up that Putin was desperate for a Super Bowl ring, and then that's true. Sorry, though. So what? Yeah. So Putin has a Super Bowl ring. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Putin took Bill Belichick's Super Bowl ring when they met him, and the st- supposedly how Bill Belichick told it was uh, that he kind of took it to show him. Uh, Putin, like, so wait, hang on. Where where was did this happen I, I, in, I don't in Boston remember. or was this was, no, I don't... was Belichick on a, like a, a trip to, to out to to the Kremlin? Was he in Moscow? Now, if he was in Moscow, then the eyebrows are being raised here. <laughs> Sadly, I don't remember where Bill Belichick and Vladimir Putin met. But you got to remember, this was you know like over a decade ago. This was before Putin was kind of widely considered a a, a local despot, a villain. Yeah. Um, and he took it and supposedly looked at it, and then like bodyguards or, or local secret service that, that surrounded uh, Putin just kind of came and stood between Belichick and Putin, and then that was the last he ever saw of the ring. Right. So, if he surely we knew at that point that he was a villain. Belichick. If, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, Putin. I mean, if he's going <laughs> to steal a Super Bowl ring, what's going to stop him stealing Ukraine? It's the same same issue. So I don't know, man. You, I, I can buy a Super Bowl ring on eBay for like twenty quid. Yeah, but no. Plastic one, yeah, not no, an imitation one. He's not going to know, is he? He's not going to know. Know the difference between an okay. imitation and a genuine one. But I reckon Bill was probably showing out for Putin, wasn't he? Like, hey, look, here's my one of my rings with the diamonds on. Ah, uh, yeah. it was in Russia. It was in 2005 when Patriots owner Robert Kraft was in Russia. Um, interesting. Hmm. Suspicious. Sure he was in Mexico. Yeah. Wait, hang on a minute. We've got this wrong. Putin stole Robert Kraft's ring, not Bill Belichick's. Oh, it's Kraft's ring. Okay. Ah. I feel less sorry for Kraft. All right. Uh, well, I, I have a, a warm place uh, for Kraft because um, he's. Um, it turns out there is some sort of um, American Football League in Israel and it's all sponsored by, uh, by the Kraft family. The whole league? Yeah, the whole league. Yeah, there's a, a British player. Pardon me. A British player playing over there at the moment, I think. Um, I can't remember what team he plays for. Former rugby player. Um, um, possibly. There isn't a huge amount of information about that league. Mm. Um, another conspiracy for another day, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. But I discovered that there was, in my hometown, there was a team that now moved slightly further down. But um, when I tried to look them up, one of the things that came up was um, the Kraft name was definitely there. Connected to your home team, connected to the league uh, oh. as a as a whole. As a whole, not just your not just your team. No, that would have been really strange. Yeah, that would have been really strange. Do we need to know what what colours and uh, what who who the quarterback is of your what's your what's your what's your local team? Uh, it was a Harvard, but it's Mascaret Bati, I believe. Oh. Um, yeah, which is probably unpronounceable for some. No, but I was um, say not the most catchy name. But no, no. What, what's the nickname? I'm trying to look it up. I need to it know was the Silverbacks. It was the Silverbacks, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's it. The it monkeys. The Silverbacks. The, the, the Gapes. It's quite cool. I that's bet they got a, that's a, good a cool nickname, the Silverbacks. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think we're in similar in, in the way we adopted uh, Bray Wanderers. I think we should uh, adopt the Silverbacks of where, Ram? Masgerd Batia. Masked Batia, there you go. The problem is going to be that my pronunciation of that is significantly less likely to happen than Bray. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just see it written down and then we'll, we'll yeah, start we'll get from there. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's <laughs> reach out to them. Maybe we can get the coach on the on the podcast or something. See. But there was, there was, I think, one of the, is it the last or the penultimate um, 
football flags tournament was in Israel. And it is uh, it is being introduced into the Olympics, I believe. What flag? Oh, really? That would be yeah. cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, th- and that'd be good because that that's kind of solves the problem of why you can't put regular American football in. Because, yeah. Because I think, you know, every country has a chance to be good at flag football, right? It's not as... Yeah. Yeah, and you don't need the equipment. So yeah, exactly, yeah. So lowers the bar to entry. Okay. Um, cool. Thanks for that. Thanks for Conspiracy Corner, Ran. Very detailed analysis, like an investigative journalist there. Thank you very much. Is it, was that it? Was it oh, I haven't cut you off. Yes, no, th- th- that was it. Um, we did, did a corner. How many me. corners are we up to we now? We did a corner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've become uh, like an octagon. Yeah, at least hexagon. <laughs> hexagon. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to have to come up with some conspiracies now, Ralan. You, you understand? Now that this is a corner, I'm going to have to go. Maybe that can be, well, no, Dave's got kebab corner. Gav, have you got a corner? Mm, I, could see this I had PFF corner. corner for a while, yeah, but it's true. kind of kind of got got uh, put yeah, out. This Mike got a corner. Maybe he'd like this. We'll assign it out. We'll delegate. Mm. Um, or maybe Ran could just come back and give us give us a new conspiracy another time. Um, yeah, I think let's Ran keep it. it uh, okay. Was there a, was there a quiz to be, to be had? There was. There was. Right. You've got a quiz for us, right, Ran? Um, I do. I do have a quiz. Um, now, I was um, thinking about how to name it. <laughs> just and... one second, Rand. So, sorry to cut you off. I'm going to let you name it, but while you come up with the name, I'm going to nip to the bathroom because that's just a thing that I do every episode now. The classic Simon <laughs> toilet break. I think that's another corner, right? Simon's yeah, bathroom. Simon's <laughs> poor bladder corner. I wonder if the timing is um, relating to anything. Um, is, is that a euphemism for getting um, food? What? For, for Simon, does he go and get food? Or is oh, it no, he, he actually goes. No, no, he actually goes. He actually goes. He actually goes yeah. and has a tinkle. Yeah, he can't hold it. Yeah. Poor bladder. Yeah. yeah, that's a little known fact about Sai. You've got a very weak bladder. Pea-sized. Pea-sized. Okay, so what's your quiz? Uh, what do you want to call it? Rand's movie quiz. Um, no, no. I was thinking about, I have written absolutely, hopefully something, film quiz. <laughs> oh, okay. Absolutely head. something. Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely something. Yeah, okay, we'll have to clip that. <laughs> okay, do you want to explain based, the rules or do we need to wait for uh, uh, Sire? Uh, yeah. I, I think I'll left us hanging here. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, obviously that was based on a previous episode's quiz. Oh, yeah, Gal. He might be back. I don't know. I'm not but sure. You know what? I, I really hope this quiz is easier than uh, than Gal's quiz because absolutely nothing came from came from Gal's quiz because he was like asking for like who is this um, color commentator from the seventies <laughs> and can you can you identify which play he's commentating on? No, no, no I it can't, was... Gal. <laughs> Wasn't it like listen to the audio broadcast of a play and then name four of the players that were involved in the play? Which in concept, great idea. Execution. Maybe needed some work. Terrible. Yeah. 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 But okay, but, but no, I like no the pressure idea. There. It's all played on his phone as well, held to a mic in a in a in a library somewhere. <laughs> it, 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 it was very low tech. But Dave, that that is the Gal effect, and and for fans of that, Gal will be back sooner rather than back. later. Right. But Rand's here, and Rand's got his quiz, and you're back from the toilet. So let's let's hit Rand's <laughs> quiz. Do you, do you need an intro music, or are you? Or do, is the music later? Well, we have the intro. I, I don't think. I don't think. Ever in my life, someone actually asked me that question. <laughs> Do I need intro music? <laughs> well, you have now. Um, I, I don't mind. Play him on, girl. Uh, 
Well, welcome to the inaugural. I have written absolutely, hopefully, something film quiz. Absolutely something. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I have got eight films you need to guess. Now, each film has got three clues. If you guess the film in the first clue, you get three points. Second clue, two points. Third clue, one point. If you do guess the film for bonus point, you can um, guess the name of the American football team, which I believe will be quite obvious. Okay, and so it's linked to the... Uh, it uh, is linked. Okay. So... I like this. Is this an open... Like, are you going to ask this to everyone and it's the first person? I was going to, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, shut your name. That's the kind of the buzzer. Um, now, some of these uh, clues are quotes and uh, to keep it clean, every F word has been changed with the word falafel. Okay. <laughs> so, um, without further ado, question... Uh, wait, one second. Go on. Who's... Scoring, because usually that's where we fall down. You sure you sure you're fine to, to um, games master and also weights and measures? I, I, it's um, eight films. I, I'd like to think I can handle that. But Ooh. okay, uh, okay, that, that's, that's confidence. So you can't yeah. mess it up now. <laughs> no right. good, as I said, ran good under pressure. <laughs> so let's see. Now there's no there's there's no real jeopardy. So there's no rogue answer unless you you want to, but. I thought this is the first one. Why don't we um, not have any um, forfeits or anything like that? Wait, wait. Is, is there a possibility of forfeits? What, minus points? Or what, 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 what yes, that's what I'm saying. Let's not do that. I'm happy. No, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's no, do it from the off. No, you should never have asked this. So, so, so if well, someone gets it wrong, they just lose points. Well, maybe yeah. oh, maybe instead of that, because there's only eight questions, Cal. Maybe instead you only get one guess. So that you did what you, you just ejected from the game completely. No, 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 no. For each film, so say if you guess after the first clue and you want to guess it after the first clue and get three points, the risk inherent there is that you don't get to hear the later clues and then guess. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. That's okay. Good. So, so and... these are all sports movies, or are they just? Movies? No, no. They're all they're all movies. Um, I I I don't think I've chosen anything completely obscure here, but. I basically, I've chosen the questions or the movies based on the name and therefore related to an American football team. Okay. All right. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a UK Steelers podcast quiz if we didn't go down the meta rabbit hole of talking about the rules. So we have to get that out of the way. Well, what would sport be without the rules, right? Exactly. Rules are very important. Must be yes. followed. Must be understood. As uh, my friend says. Read them and understand them! <laughs> okay, right. Film number one. When, it, when this film came out in 1995, it was the film with the most falafel words in it, coming in at 422 words. Simon. Is that my buzzer? I've just said my name. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> hey, Simon. Go on. Oh, no, I've said this. I'm like, oh, wait, I think the year's out. It, Pulp Fiction. Ooh. That's what I was going to say as well. So um, that's... No, it's not. No! Ooh, I'm glad. Okay. okay. Right. You're out. Okay, I'm yes. going to... Now, right. the two main stars, question number two, the, the two main stars share the, sc- the, the big screen seven times since 1980. So I immediately thought of uh, De Niro and uh, Pacino, but they only, they only shared the screen once, right? 
they were in competition, so it can't be them. It can't be that film. Or is it? Uh... They didn't share the screen seven times. No, they didn't, did they? So it can't be that. They famously shared it once, I believe. Yeah, once in a diner. Yeah, 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 that's where where we're going. And I can see a lot of F-bombs, a lot of falafels in that movie, but maybe not. Hmm. Dave, do you want to guess? Go on. Uh, Did I win by elimination? Does anyone have a question yet? That's all I've got so far. Um, I I pretend that didn't happen. Um, So the third (laughs) clue is um, Martin Scorsese gambled on this lead actor 10 times between 1970 and 2019. The closing gambled. Yeah. Oh. Mm. This, is, this is an old Gav favourite. Yeah, is it Gavin? Is it uh, Casino? Casino. Casino. Yes. It's Casino. Yeah. You had to get that, Gav. You're always telling me to watch it. I've still not seen I it. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So who was it? Was it Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, no and Robert De Niro? Yeah, Robert De Niro. Are they been and, seven and, films and together? Joe Pesci. No, don't Joe Pesci. Oh, so it's Pesci and De Niro. Yes. What are the seven films they've been in? Do you have that there? Um, no, I don't have that in the book. That's one of them. Yes, the, the Irishman. Irishman. Most recently. Um, but do you want do you want to guess the film? Oh, you mean the the, the the club? I'm going to go with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. That is correct. Yes. I hope, so what I I hope that makes sense. Yeah, you, it did. Yeah, it makes perfect okay, well sense. Well done. And an extra point. Two points for you. Okay. So wait, so is that one, two points for me there? Two Just points for you. Okay. Yes. So if I'd have got it, if I'd have got it uh, based on the on the year, I would have got four points. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I've got the concept. All right, I'm with you. Okay. okay. Dude, I'm so Hopefully glad that, that I picked Pulp Fiction much. there. Because I knew Pulp Fiction was, isn't it 94? Uh, maybe. And I was like, maybe Rand's just, yeah, what a shame. Anyway. But, um, yeah, it was, I think Puffy was earlier than that. Okay, film number two, first clue. In this 1971 film, the star had one of his first experiences directing a few sequences. After that, he directed 45 of the films he appeared in. Mm. Wow. I've got an idea. I'm not sure. 45 films as a director. That's that's some resume. Yes. I've got an idea who what, I think it might be. What was the year again, sorry, Ron? 1971. Uh, 1971. Mm. And what, the name of the film is hard to get from that. that that's really pushing up on the board. Well, uh, okay, he was, he was the first in the franchise. Oh, it's a franchise. All right, I'm just going to go on a limb here to really cement down my lead. Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to say Dirty Harry. Correct. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> now, the second clue would have been uh, a police inspector famous for his six-shooter. Yeah, I'd have got that. Um, the third clue was, you've, is, is, a, is a quote, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? <laughs> well, punk. Yeah. do you punk? Do you punk? Yes. Um, and okay. we'd have to guess the team. Hmm, tricky. I mean, no, it's not. Well, the, the film's set, isn't it? The film's set in. Okay, says, says the quiz master. You're not supposed to say things like that, Rand, because that makes it difficult for me. No, uh, the film is set. You in, know the answer. Well, I think it's San Francisco, but right. okay, well, okay, great. Yeah, right, that's what I was going to say. Yes, the film is set in. The whole <laughs> franchise is set in San Francisco. Yeah, right. Okay, good. I was just. I was trying to think if there was like a dirty Harry 
connection, you know, but I couldn't think of one. So that's you know, so is that four points? So I'm on six points well in the lead. And just, just for clarification, you have not given me any clues in this, have you? No, in fact, nobody in thought fact, that. Yeah. You, yes. <laughs> You've yeah. raised that suspicion okay. now. <laughs> Other than the list of movies that you sent me earlier today, you've not sent me any clues, right? Hey. Hold on. There's no movie gate here. <laughs> no, no. I'm just getting ahead of any criticism. Because obviously, you know. Um, you know, my my dad used to um, that that quote from from that movie. We we used to just be out and about, like walking around in town, and he'd just come out with it like once a day, feeling lucky, punk, like all the time. The full quote. Forty five movies for Clint Eastwood. That is that is some resume. Hmm. Yes, and I'm he, not appeared, sure I've seen he appeared. So he directed forty five. He appeared in thirty nine. So he didn't direct. He didn't appear in all the films he directed. But yeah, he directed forty five films. Some good ones and some not so good ones. A lot of them are very good ones. Most of them are good, but there are a couple of stinkers. But yeah, most of them are pretty good. Yeah. What was the last film he directed? Um, it wasn't The Mule. There's something came out after that. Um, there's one that's out recently, but oh. The Mule is the most famous one. Then uh, um, Gran Torino as well. Yeah. I went to see Gran Torino in the cinema, especially because he said this is his last film. Yeah, I did too, actually, yeah. And, and then he came up with two more there you go right the third film okay this is the first of a series came out in 1988 it won a japanese academy award for best foreign film just give me that give me that again sorry so so it's the first of a series came out in 1988 mm-hmm it won a Japanese Academy Award for Best Foreign Film. So it won the Japanese Academy Award for Best... So it's not a Japanese movie, right? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's Best Foreign Film, so I'm guessing it's maybe American. And 1988 was the year, you said? 1988, yes. It's a good year. Okay. I've got an idea. Shall I risk it? I can risk it, right? I can risk it. (laughs) I'm going to go... Oh, is that? Oh. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not right. No, Ooh. I'm going to retract that. I was going to say Back to the Future, but that was 1985. Uh, that's what I was thinking. But... Yeah, it's 1985. Yeah. Now, you're pushing the boat out now with the risks, so... Yeah, I am. Okay, second clue. The costume department had 17 vests or sleeveless undershirts in various conditions of deterioration for the main actor. Gavin. Bone. <sighs> I'm going to say Die Hard. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was racking my brain trying to think of. Uh... <laughs> so, sorry, Dave. Are you still there? I, I was trying to think of movies that came out in the eighties. No, I think it was Naked Gun. <laughs> um, it's a franchise. And the uh, the sleeveless shirts went. No, that's not. I'm not. That's not Naked Gun. I gotta be honest, Dave. I don't know that the Naked Gun humor plays in in Japan. <laughs> I don't know. Um... They like Mr. Bean. So <laughs> why not? Wow. Well, the, the third. The third... Uh, clue would have been Alan Rickman initially refused this role as he didn't want his first film debut to be portraying a, bad, a baddie. But um, it is it is Die Hard. Now there are various options here for the team. So, Kevin, if you guess the absolutely, so I'm thinking of a specific team. If you get that, I'll give you two points. But any of the other options, you get one. Does it make sense? Yeah. I'm trying to think what the link is. We die hard. We've got Nakatomi Plaza. We've got Slinkies. We've got 
not slinkies, what are those things called that they eat? He eats the little things in the packets. Not slinkies, whatever they are, the little donut yeah. things. Uh, we've got Hans Gruber. We've got the Asian Dawn. I don't know, there's lots of things where you could go here. Holly McLean. But who dies hard? The baddies. Mm. Now the buddies, uh, the buddies are all kind of Germanic. So let's go with the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. Um, incorrect. So it's a New York cop. Um, it's all it all happens in LA. So it could have been uh, one of four teams. But the Nakatomi Plaza building in LA is very very close to the Ram Stadium. So. So you're that going was, ge- geographical link there. Yes, but it could have been because it's, it's very everything that happens to him is a New York cop and everything happens where he goes to see his family somewhere else. I see. Fair enough. I still think Vikings gets half a point, but all right, you're not going to give it. So um, fine, let's move on. You, you get you get uh, well done. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, okay, fourth film. Now, when this film came out in 1939, it revolutionized the use of color in films forever. Uh-huh. Is it Gone with the Wind? No, Gone with the Wind um, is definitely not it. Oh, thank God we've got a chance, Dave. We're still we're in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Second clue. Um, the film was considered a critical success and was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, but he, he won the Best Original Song. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm, I'm just thinking of movies, like all movies, like with songs in them. Yes. Wizard of Oz? Correct. Well, well, ah. Two points. So the last clue would have been Judy Garland followed the Yellow Brick Road all the way to stardom. That's quite a clue. It is quite a clue. And what do you think the football team might be? Team, of course, Dave. Uh, the, the, the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hold on, Dave. Oh, my Where heart was beating fast there. Yeah. I, did, I, oh, I got some points. Maybe. Well done, Dave. Now, yeah. I, got, I got more points in this quiz than I got in Gal's quiz. I'm, I'm, I'm pleasing myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm becoming very conscious, uh, Rand, that, that local cinephile Simon is going to get zero points on this quiz, and it's becoming I don't concerning. think so. No, I, 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 I believe in you. Right, film number five. Zero. <laughs> All right, um, this is Michael Bay's first feature film, and it came out in 1995. Ooh. Ah. Silence. <laughs> All right, shall we give you uh, clue number two? The two leads were originally intended to be Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes. Uh, 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 Simon. Go on, Simon. Bad boys. Correct. So the, 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 the last clue would have been, what will you do? when Smith and Lawrence come for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'd like to guess the team, Simon. Cowboys? Do you want to try to think about where the film is set? I can't remember. Where's the film set? It's like West Coast, right? Uh, no? 
Miami, well done, Simon. Oh, no. <laughs> I, did, I, I could not have remembered that, dude. I'll take the singular point. <laughs> Two points, because it was second. Um... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, film number six. I was thinking it was like, we dem boys. Like, oh, never mind. Sorry, go on. Okay. Um, in this 1990 farm film, our Belgian-born star takes his kids to see a playoff finals game. 1995? Yes. Belgian-born. Is this no. a dramatic pause? No, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> done. I'm... Okay, next, next clue. I don't think anyone... It had a classic plot. There was a kidnap, wrong place at the wrong time, bomb to go off on the timer, reluctant hero, fights the mascot on ice, as you do. Oh... I think I know who was in it. I can't remember the name. Ah! I can't remember the name of the film. Okay. Though the remake is set in a basketball arena, the original is at an NHL game, and our hero is a fire marshal. Rich would have got that. I'm sure he's shouting yeah. at his radio right now. NHL game. I'm trying to think. Do I know what this movie is? NHL game. Hmm. This is the last one, so we might as well guess, Dave. If we can think of anything. Was it Van Damme? Is he the It is. It is Van Damme. Yeah, I got that. I knew that one. And the remake is set in like a basketball. Yes, they tried to remake it with a with a the guy's ex special forces or something, and there's a kidnapping because it's a it is a recreation. So it all happens during an LHA game, and it's a recreation of the Penguins against the Chicago Blackhawks from several years earlier. You see, there was the American football one, Two Minute Warning, which was a classic. But this is not it. But it's not it. And no. if this is like Blood on Ice or something, but I can't remember No, this one's called Sudden Death. Sudden Death! Okay, of course. So Sudden Death. Ah! Um, and... Um, you can guess the team, but there'll be Browns. No there. What do you mean, sudden death? Yeah, the Penguins against the Chicago Blackhawks. All oh, right, Chicago, but or, or no, the, or the Penguins, the Steelers. The Steelers. All right, Steelers. I can't. This is a banker. No, no, but you should have gone with Browns because they're going to suffer a sudden death this season when when uh, Watson is banned <laughs> for the whole year. So that's why <laughs> my brain went there. Well, you know, Garoppolo is going to be available. Um, okay. They, they cannot, I'm sorry, the Browns cannot sign another quarterback. I know we talked about this earlier today, <laughs> but the Browns cannot do that. Like, that's just admission that they've made the biggest balls up in the last decade. Yeah, but when when Watson goes to jail, then they'll have a, a, a contract <laughs> will be void. Well, he, and can't, then, he, definitely he can't go to jail because the, he's been acquitted in criminal court, sadly. But uh, yeah, he's not going to anyway. play this year, I don't think. There we go. Well, we don't know. Maybe more will come out. You, do, you don't know yeah, that. Maybe. I mean, yeah. It's, it's looking like a minimum of like six games, right? It better be. Yeah. If it's yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Like Calvin really got banned for a year for yeah, betting exactly. when he was when he wasn't even playing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, right back to the quiz. Wait, should we just recap the score just to uh, oh, a little bit uh, yeah. for me? Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you like? Would you like in, in ascending order, Gavin? Uh, yes, please. Okay, in in third place, Simon with two points. Mm. In second place, Dave three. And Gavin, hold on, I need to calculate it and to count it, make sure I don't <laughs> have a mistake. Where's that? One, two. I make it eight points. I think I make it eight too. Yeah. It's going to be a hard comeback road for anyone, any contenders here, but let's see. How does it feel, Sai, to be third place to a guy who's not seen a movie since Uncle Buck? <laughs> see, Dave, have you, me and you, like a similar field here, right? Because you've got a bit of age on me, so you're a little bit more familiar with, with some of these movies, maybe. I, I'm maybe more of a film guy, so we're on a similar plane here. Gavin's got both of those things. He's older I, I, than us both, and he's a film guy. I, I'm a TV series and documentaries guy. I, I don't <laughs> tend to watch movies that often, unless they're like on TV. Like, like the other day, that was the first time I saw Hellraiser. Wow, what TV. a movie! It was, it, it was weird and it oh, was scary. Great. The original, yeah, and it was good. Chloe didn't I, I enjoyed love that it. when she watched. It. I haven't seen it yet. Oh man, it's very, very like low budget and very contained in a small. Mm. You can tell they had movie. no money. Yeah. It was like, hilarious. I'm bored with that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, the two and three, three's not so good. Two's great. Uh, classic movies Clive Barker at his best um, some great quotes in that movie we have to see we have it was to a know. great comedy movie it was it was fantastic and of the course, turning just, just, just one sorry just, are you, you, you said you didn't see it Dave I've not, I've not seen it before I've not seen it before okay the, 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 the spinning like torture I don't know what you call it totem pole <laughs> yeah that yeah. is Quite, quite an image. No idea I've what never, that is, yeah. but I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> I've it. I've never been able to get out of my head. It keeps coming back. It's like it's like the clock in Stranger Things, you know. It's yeah. like it's like that sort of thing. This spinning thing with stuff happening. I, I was just going to say, of course, great Hellraiser reference in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. that stars our very own Rich Citra. Yeah, as the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Ties it all back together. Always anyway. find a way to tie it back to the UK Steelers podcast. Yeah. Right, wait, wait, wait. Is Hellraiser the next film? Uh, no. Okay. What was Not a big horror guy. The, what was the clue for the next film? Oh, we haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just carried on talking for the last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, that's film number seven. Um, in this 1973 film, first outing for the main star in a long-running British film franchise... I'm not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it came out in 1973. It's it a long-running British. British film, British film, British film franchise, and this was the first outing. I'll guess because I need actor. points. Simon, can I guess? Yes. Uh, Goldfinger. Well. That's okay, the, I'm not sure how. It's so the wrong one. It's the right <laughs> franchise. Yeah, yeah. The wrong film. So I knew what the franchise was, and I was like, I don't know which film it's going to be. So I took a guess at. Uh... Well, it's a good guess. So I think you've, 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 uh, you can for half the points have another guess. Oh. Uh, okay. Oh, thank you, Gav. Um, I tell you what. Why don't we, I, I tell you what? You hang on to that. I'll okay, give you. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a point for that. But let's. <laughs> The altruistic quizmaster just handing yeah. out points willy-nilly. Can't count. Yeah. Um, okay, so the second clue is um, the, it's the first time in this film franchise that an African-American girl was a love interest in that story that involved death, tarot cards, and voodoo. Oh, Dave, Dave, I've got it. Go on, Dave. I've got it. Go on. Go on. Go on. Let die. Correct. Well, let die. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Why was, how was that the first film in the franchise? No, that for, had for an African-American girl. 
So it's the first one for that actor. Which ah, was, which was uh, uh, Roger Moore. Correct. Now, uh, David Salmon, I was giving him an extra point, but never mind. Yeah. You, oh. you're, you're well in advance. You, you, you're well <laughs> Sorry. Okay, and, and the last one uh, would have been uh, Paul McCartney theme, theme song, later covered by Guns N' Roses. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's uh, actually a harder, key, a harder third clue than we've had, but it's, it's You think fine. so? Yeah, okay. I think that's a tough one, especially for millennials. But anyway. Okay. Um, uh, so, David, would you like to guess? Would you like to guess? the name? Generation X. <laughs> Dave, what's the NFL team for uh, Liverpool? No. Um, uh, that's a good question. Kingston uh, doesn't have an NFL team, does it? Kingston, Jamaica, that is. Um, why is it sad? It's, it's not always in Kingston, Jamaica, but I think that um, Death Tarot Cards and Voodoo... Uh, ah! ah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Saints. Correct, hey. well done. Oh. Well done. So you were quite tricksy there with the first. Can you read the first clue as it as you read it out? Okay. This nineteen seventy three film was the first outing for the main star in a long running British film franchise. Okay, see, that's clever because you're correct. Thank you. But you're thinking that it's the first film in the franchise, so I would have guessed. I, I wasn't Dr. thinking Chivago, that. Right? That's why I guessed James. But I don't well, know why yeah, you were you're, thinking you're, that. I just think you misheard the question. Well, no, you're just a better listener. You're good at <laughs> analysing the actual words in the sentence, whereas my brain just immediately jumped to first well, film in the, the franchise. The reason that I knew straight away it was James Bond because, was because of the question. I couldn't think of anything else outside of Doctor Who that's a long-running British franchise. That I was thinking Pink Panther. Panther. I nearly said it. Pink ah. Panther, I said, you see. Be fair, I, I only got it was James Bond because of you, sir. You, you, you set me up. <laughs> so thanks, mate. The problem is that I'm not familiar enough with, with the older James Bonds to, to tell you which ones were the first ones for each actor, so... Yeah, because what did you say, Goldfinger? Yeah, I, I just guessed the most famous one I could think of. Yeah, it's not a bad guess. Was that the second one? I think that was the second. Was that the second Bond? I assume second like such third. a famous one might be the first one of an actor. Though. No, it's Doctor Zhivago. Well, Doctor No was Doctor No. Doctor Zhivago. First one. Doctor Zhivago is no different film. Yeah, it's um, a different film. Um, but that was Sean Connery. So 1973 was the first mm. one that um, Roger Moore came along. Didn't Roger? Wasn't it weird? Like Connery came back after. Someone else? He did. He never really wanted to, um, but he did. And he had a condition that they had, because he was involved in some charity work, so the Broccoli's had to donate something like um, several million pounds to his charity, and that would be the only reason he would do it. Right. See, this is what I love about Ran. You think I'm bad, right? Literally, you say anything, Ran knows it. <laughs> Encyclopedia. He is the man at that. Yeah, it's I, great. Uh, I, thank you, don't Gavin. But I don't think that's true. It's it's true. But anyway, you just to, demonstrated it there. Together, you can like you're unstoppable. I mean, with with Rand's encyclopedic knowledge and your like roller deck, you know, you know no, everyone. We'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, as you said, Gavin, more cerebral, less vibey. Yeah. Less vibey. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, right. Next question. Now. Let's move on. Um, yeah. The cerebral ran, not so vibey ran. Uh, right, film number eight. Um, first clue: um, this 1987 movie was based on true events in America from around 60 years earlier. Hmm. Hmm. So 1987, you said. Yes. Which would put it to 1927, which is the Great Depression. Yeah. 
All right, I'll give you a quote from the film. Is this just the second clue? It is. They pull a knife, you pull a gun. They send one of yours to the hospital, you send one of theirs to the morgue. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Oh, Gavin. Oh, oh, why did I say my name? You actually say Gavin as well? No, 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 you didn't. I did. I just said it in such on, a way Gavin. that... Yeah, Untouchables, right? It says uh, yes, Prohibition. Oh, I was, was going to get it wrong anyway, so luckily okay. I've got the, <laughs> the same video. One, one of my favourite movies. Love that movie. You seen that, side? No, no. I didn't. Oh, was it one of your favourite movies? Yeah, I love I that movie. I didn't realise that. I didn't realise so that. Well, we talked about it. I, I said that the actor the other day looked like the guy. Like the, yes, uh, but you never mentioned that. Well, the, oh, first of all, it was it was a few weeks ago, um, just to make it clear. Um, but it was because <laughs> we saw someone that looked like one of the actors. I don't think you mentioned it was one of your favourites. Otherwise, I wouldn't put it in like that. Yeah, well, it was illusion. Only... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> anyway, the third clue would have been Marlon Brando refused five million dollars for two weeks to play Al Capone in the film. Um, he was replaced by Robert De Niro, who did not get five million pounds. Um, no. It's a great cla- film, by the way. Classic scene, classic scene with There's De Niro. There's loads of absolutely fantastic scenes. Yes. Yeah, and um, when he's walking around, the t- I don't want to spoil it, but with that scene where he's walking around the table, classic speech, classic. You know I mean, what I'm talking it, about. It is a fantastic film. I highly recommend it. Um, Great um, score. It is about prohibition um, um, in America. And and the team, Gavin? Oh, it's tricky. That is tricky. I mean, it's set in New York, right? New York? No. Yeah. No. no. Not in New York. Uh, Why is it set? It's got bridge. It's about the Chicago. It's set in Chicago, so it must be Chicago best. It is. Yes. Took me a little while. Now, I have prepared a res- uh, uh, reserve question, but it is tough. And it Let's is, have it, because so far it, in the lead, it's either it going to go one or two ways. Okay. This is, uh, this is, it is a hard one, and um, we'll give it a go. So it's a 1956 epic. Well, classic hero embarks on a five-year journey looking for his niece. Mm. What year was it, sorry? 1956. My, my knowledge of 50s movies is not great, yeah. but I'm assuming I would have heard of it. I'm resisting the so. urge to say Spartacus. Um, you, you should resist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, there is a particular reason why I chose that film but we'll get to that um so the second clue is the duke said it was his best character in the best film he's ever done the duke yes that was the actor's nickname i can hear richard shouting (laughs) well he said it was tough and it's living up to its billing the duke i don't know who that is okay clue three um, the Duke is John Wayne, by the way. Oh. Um, though the film was shot in Canada and Arizona, it was set in the Lone Star State. Uh-huh. So famous John Wayne movies. Mm. Yes, it is. It is probably yeah, one of his most iconic. It's The Searchers. Oh. It's The Searchers, okay. and obviously it was Texas Cowboys. But uh-huh. um, it is a also, Western. 
yeah, searching for their next playoff run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is it is um, a western, um, which is genre that I quite like in cinema. What's your favourite western? Oh, there's there's I, I can't pick one. Oh no, that's too hard. All right, pick um, a good who, one then. Eh? Uh, okay, who um, killed Liberty Valance? Mm. Um, but there's a few there's a few are you more a fan of the classic western or the more modern western like Unforgiven versus High Noon for instance definitely High Noon okay but you see the the, 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 yeah I didn't want to really want to go into that Um, but westerns were quite important in the kind of between the 40s and the 60s they were kind of seen as during McCarthyism there was this kind of fight it's the filmmakers were fighting on the screen and off the screen. So High Noon was a film that seemed anti-American at the time because it's a, it's a, it's a sheriff that's trying to get help and no one helps him. No one wants to help, which is un-American, unseen in, in, in other films. I do mean there's always, he always finds people to deputize, right? If you see mm. Westerns. No one would help him. So then Rio Bravo came out to counteract that. And it was very clearly came out. So there's a whole history there. So was Rio Bravo like the sort of company man's Western? Whereas, yes. whereas High Noon was like the revolutionary Western, the yes. dystopian it was Western. anti-establishment completely. Yeah. There's all these things going happening in the background that if you just watch the film, you watch the film, it's fine. But the man who killed Liberty Valance is is that's John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. That's an absolute classic. Um, Jimmy Stewart is an underrated actor, I think. Although he's been in some classic movies, you yes. don't really hear his name that much. Great actor, really sensitive, tough guy. Yeah, if you like Hitchcock, then you know yeah. there's Vertigo Rear, and Rear Window. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not Rear Window, it's a classic. A, yeah, actually, in, in Rear Window, there's uh, the baddie. Is it's quite a good story actually. So um, the man who brought Hitchcock to America, David Hoselsnick, tied him to a contract that Hitchcock couldn't get out of. And even though he tried, because um, he didn't fit the studio system and being forced the style of movies he had to do. So the first movie he did after he came out of that contract was Rear Window. And the man that he got to play the baddie was a spitting image of David Horselsnick that he absolutely <laughs> hated. Was uh was rear where was rear window after Vertigo? Oh uh, now you put me on the spot. I don't I know. Remember. Yeah, because it feels like Vertigo is. I I think Vertigo. No, Vertigo was after his best film. That's his like magnus opus. I think. Do you agree? Do you, do you disagree? Do you think it's Psycho? Do you think it's one of his others? Uh, they're they're quite different. There's there's a few. Um, Vertigo is absolutely fantastic. Rear Window is great as well. He's the birds. The birds is 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 very good. It captures the the idea of fear of something that you perhaps shouldn't be scared of. Psycho, psych. You know what? Psycho probably is his best. I think. Psycho is brilliant, but that, so Psycho was before Vertigo, so presumably that was under the studio system. But you know what, Psycho did something that no other film did to that point, and very, very few film did since. So the, the, there's the female heroine; she was a, a, 
a, a big star and he kills her. They bumped her off quite early on, yeah. Quite early on. So, you know, you're thinking, okay, she's going to be, yeah, we better, we like her, we're going to follow her, we, we invest emotionally in her. And then he kills her. Yeah. So you're confused. You think, hold on a second, what, what do we do next? And very, very few filmmakers did it ever since. No. Is it, is it, is there enough time since Psycho's come out to now reveal plot points? Have you had enough of a time to avoid spoilers? Because that, that scene where he finds the dude in his mum's dress is, that is one of the most haunting scenes in cinema history. You've seen this film, right, sir, Dave? No, you haven't, have you? <laughs> I've just ruined well, it for you. I'm sorry. Well, yes, but I, I think obviously the shower scene is... is yeah, that's classic. I mean, that's iconic. I know, it's more famous. But for me, the two best shots in that film are the one at the top of the stairs looking down where he runs out and kills a man. Yes. And then and then the other one is, yeah, when he when he walks into the basement and finds the... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to reveal the actual details. No, but but if you, if, you, if you look at that and you think Silence of the Lambs, that scene mm. at the end... It, it, it's just so reminiscent of that. Mm. There's, yeah, I, I think he he changed cinema forever. But there you go. Yeah. Um, do you want to do that? Um, the musical. Um, thing? I think so, but I, th- I think let's 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 draw a line there and say sure. that I won the film oh, quiz. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although I appreciate the chance to compete again. <laughs> or, or do, yeah, or, or do you want to think that you guys can win it back? Because I'm not very good at music. No, so. well, neither am I. Let's start it as a new game. An equal footing. Okay. Um, yes, absolutely. I accidentally threw that piece of paper away, so I don't know where we are. Well, anyone okay, could anyone could have won then. I mean, it's hard. Uh, yeah. I think I think I think I've got eight points. <laughs> I think Sai got. Oh no, I got more than that. I got untouchables, right? So I've got I've got I, eleven I, I, points. I, I, I kind of lost. Can't do yeah. that. Let me find. Let me let me just. This is where we just, need Let me see I think if Dave I can find. Like, oh, the live unwrapping. <laughs> no, I can't find it. It's a paper. I'm trying to unravel. I can't see. It's just been. Um, why? Because I've got there's so many points in my column, and you've got to calculate it. <laughs> got one full of scrolls. I actually have a page for you, Gavin. Yeah. You know, one of these days, I'm going to make Dave go and come up with a movie quiz, that, and all the movies are going to be after <laughs> 2017, and then you're all going to see. Uh, it wouldn't be movies. It would be like true crime documentaries <laughs> and things about Vikings. Which murderer? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I don't want to go off on a massive tangent, but Dave, have you seen The Northman yet? I haven't, no, but it's it's one. Of, it's not one of those movies that's on like a I say obscure, but it's one of those. It's on one of those streaming channels that you can't. I don't you have think to pay it's extra. on anything yet. It's, it's, it's it? fairly new. It only okay. came out a few months ago. Unless maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's on Blu-ray and stuff. But, but I'm I'm notorious for not being able to go to the cinema. So yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely yeah, recent. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen that I've, either. I've heard a lot of good things, and there's there's historians that um, I'm I respect and. Uh, have heard you know that have written actual things and not just like written movies about his you know historical movies they're actual historians that have been involved in the the writing and and what have you so yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's david accurate, you know? yeah david Eggers is like absolutely about that historical accuracy it was the same with you're... the with the witch and the bostonian stuff it was mm, i was gonna say you're a big Eggers fan where does it rank amongst the the witch and uh lighthouse um hmm the, the Lighthouse has still got to be number one. For, I love The Lighthouse, one of my favourite movies of all time. Um, it's pretty... It's so different to The Witch. I mean, The Witch is such a, a small, insular, claustrophobic movie, right? It's it's all set in one house with one family, really. And this is like a grand, you know, continent 
Vikings-based epic, right? This is like a oh, is it really a, a like a Viking epic? So there's the two like entirely different movies, so that they're almost oh. hard to compare. But I, I think The Witch would maybe slightly tip it, just because I like the, the 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 very horror aspect of it slightly more. There's that think, one shot in the yeah the tent. one shot uh, yeah it it's, awesome. it, that's one again one of my favorite shots of all time. So I mean I think that would tip it for me a little bit, but. If you're talking about on a grand scale and, and, and just what it would take to make a movie, I mean, this is above anything that he's done. What was the name of the goat? Philip Black or something? Uh, Black Philip, yeah. Black Philip, yeah. Black Phil, yeah. Would that We've got our own Black Phil in the, in the, in the Facebook group. I've never made that link before. Black Phil and his dodgy humour. It's all masking his actual satanic <laughs> undertones. Um, what is it about The Lighthouse that you love so much? Do you know, it's a weird... Like, that was one of those movies that I didn't really know a lot about before I went to see it. It was the first... I hadn't seen The Witch, so it was the first Eggers movie I saw. Uh, and I went to watch it at like a small like independent cinema in, in the middle of York that, that kind of shows stuff that they wouldn't show at normal movie theatres. And It was just like a... I can only describe it as like a, an otherworldly experience that I had watching that movie because I hadn't even... I, I knew... I think I knew it was black and white, but I didn't know that it was going to be like in the 4-3 aspect ratio and, and the sound. Like You sit down at that movie and, and it kind of... Don't get on. Rand started about aspect ratios. Do not get Rand started <laughs> oh, about aspect ratios. Here. We haven't got enough time for that. Yeah, he's chomping at the bit to tell you. <laughs> Believe me. No, 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 no. But what I would say is that they used, for some of the, some of the close-ups, they use a very particular old lens, um, kind of old Russian lens, that, that creates this interesting effect. I mean, it's a very good film. Very I, good I film. think that's the brilliance of it, right? Because I would never know that, right? I could never have told you that he used some specific lens, etc. But but you do feel it. Like there's something about that movie where it literally transports you from the second you hear those um, lighthouse horns that are just so aggressive and like in your face at the moment the movie starts. You just transported to this this island, and it's like I swear to God, dude, I was there. It's like I never felt anything like it in any movie I've ever seen. Do you, do you think that? Because you saw it in the cinema, it had a Definitely. bigger effect on you. Absolutely. It's one of those movies. Yeah, and it's such a shame because I think sometimes if, if someone watches a lighthouse and they're not prepared or in the right mood, that that can fall like a damp squib, I think, because it, it's not the most accessible movie, right? But when you're forced to sit there in a, in a movie theatre and give it 100% of your attention for the first 15 minutes, I was just in. Great. So, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to go on such a... You know, no, 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 no I was asking about the lighthouse, but <laughs> your pictures are converted here. Yeah, absolutely. I think I need to rewatch it. I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't as blown away by by you or some other people that yeah. I know. Yeah, some people love the script of that movie. They love the are you, are you a dullard lad? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. This kind of old Bostonian stuff. Um, I, I definitely like the tone. I, I felt like some. I felt a little bit let down by the end or something, but I'm not sure why. I need to rewatch it. I think. Yeah. But I did see the Northman. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Uh, well, you see, but... sometimes in filmmaking, um, the facts get in the way of a good story. And sometimes films that are trying to be too historically accurate um, end up being more accurate, but not so good. Not so not entertaining. entertaining. Did you watch yeah. um, The Last Duel, Ram? That's quite new, uh, isn't it? Yeah, the That's one from, uh, I think, was it last, last year with uh, Matt Damon and... Uh... No, 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 I know the one you mean. No, I haven't had a chance. I watched yeah. it, it bored the fucking fans. Really, off me. Dave? I thought you would have liked it. it. I went into it thinking, because I, I, love, I love history and I love mm. historical fiction, but it bored the pants off me. Well, like, fair enough. Like, there's, there's, 
I, I think, like you say, they, they try to be too accurate with it, and it, it just it, it it sucked the story out of the the movie. It was, the, it was too focused on it on, on the historical accuracy, and it, it like the the pace all felt weird. It was just like, oh, now you're here, and now you're there, and you see, well, where are we? Because we, we've a minute ago we were fighting a battle over here, and now and now we're suddenly in his house, and he. He's lighting a fire. I don't know what's going on here. Right, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's that quick cut thing because it's kind of over different perspectives and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's not the same amount of time. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I really enjoyed that movie. I, again, but I think sometimes some of this is because I watched a lot of these movies at the cinema. I think I do have a different experience of them to some other people. Because I know that film wasn't necessarily like absolutely loved critically, but... Uh, I don't know, dude. I just, I, I'm a sucker for kind of novel filmmaking, right? Where they try and tell something from different perspectives and kind of act it out differently. That that was just interesting to me. Yeah, and also watching it in cinema. People, some people think cinema is just a big television now, but that immersive experience oh, and the sound yeah. and and the light goes down and you have 100% attention on the screen. I think it makes the film much better. Mm. Definitely the experience. Oh, you just need to uh, improve your home home viewing experience, if that's the case. No phones, no lights on. I know, know. but that's so hard, dude. Like, when was no, the last time you watched a movie no, at home you without looking at your phone one time? I, I, can't, I can't even imagine it. Every but time is... I watch a movie, Simon, I, I don't ever... <laughs> my phone goes away, it's like full concentration yes, but you on you still know you're at home. You still know that... I don't. You can... You can... <laughs> Pause. I don't know I'm at home. I don't know where I am. I know that I can pause the movie and go for a piss, like, and that's 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 the upside of it. But also, if if the doorbell rings or the landline rings, yeah, we don't. You get rid of the landline and you know don't order anything. It's fine. You can do it. It can be done. I I, it, I don't. It can think be it's... done, but I, we don't all have the the stony well, resilience yeah, you, that you do. You know, you're sitting on your futon with your five screens. <laughs> you know, of course, Chloe's playing video games in the corner. You're not going to have full attention. You need to focus. You know, it's like well, this be a bit zen about your movie yeah, watching. Yeah, no, this is the same conversation we have about watching football, right? Where I was mm. talking last year about how I felt like I was getting too distracted these days from uh, all the different inputs into my brain while football. You know around. what? What happens in life is you you find too many things that want a piece of you, and you need to focus on what's actually valuable. Mm. And if you're going to watch a movie, just watch a movie. Don't do anything yeah, else. Don't be wrong. on Twitter no. and you know. But don't you think having I mean, a part of it is you know I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to go out. I'm not going to just slump on the sofa. I'm actually going to get dressed, go out, and go and watch it in the cinema. You make an effort. Did you like put yes. on a cravat to go to the cinema? And you well, you know what? There was a time that people um, did that. It was an event, and actually, Quentin Tarantino tried to do it when he released *The Hateful Eight. He tried to make an event of it. So there was um, a program. So the first run of the film, if you went to, went to see it, you can get a program and there'll be an intermission and you can get some food. It was. You know, it used are to you going to tell me that wearing uncomfortable clothing and having an intermission makes the film better? <laughs> it's the fact that he made an effort. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I, I, get, okay. I get you on that. Well, that's what secret cinema is, right? That's 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 if you like that, that's secret cinema, isn't it? I've not been to one, but that's why I hear that it is. Have you been yeah. to one, Ren? No, I haven't been to one. No, you um, say that sounds like a southern thing. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? Oh man, you'd love that. It's a, it's they they show a film and you have to so like hold on wear a a... Can I see how long into the into the recording Simon said about uh, 
into the south north. Like, <laughs> a couple of in. Some people have suggested I'm hung up on it around to me. I think you are. Yeah, I think you are. I don't really think about it. I don't. Well, I don't it, even right? acknowledge it. Me and, and you just... are like that scene in uh, Mad Men where John Hamm goes in the elevator and says, "I don't even think about you." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's like you know, some people see color and other people don't. I don't see color. I don't see the fact that you're northern, but well, you, you seem wouldn't. to constantly notice the fact that I'm southern. Well, so I'm taking exactly, offense. Though, yeah. That's the thing. You wouldn't, would you? Like you know. But that. But that's. Don't, don't take offense at <laughs> that. It's not like I'm, you know, putting myself up on a pedestal. I just see us all as individuals, and that's fine. You're different. It's not because you're Northern. It's because you're Simon. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're different. Um... Beat that point. That's a winner. Yeah. No comeback. <laughs> Flawed. <laughs> Technical knockout. Surely there's a cue for that. Is there a sound that comes with it? Well, it's, well, just, it's hard to debate someone with such a you know a great southern education like you. We don't get. Oh come on, get off it! York's got some fantastic schools. I know you weren't educated in York, but it does. You know what? Like my, my wife always seems to have this sort of opinion that because I'm northern, I have this uh, hatred feel from the south, despite the fact I'm married her. And uh, any opportunity is is taken to well, it, it's because you're northern. You, you you don't you don't like us, and I I don't I don't do that. I I but but Sai is perpetuating this opinion. I think other people perpetuate the opinion that northern people hate this hate people from the south. And, do you know what uh, it is? We it, don't. It's not that it's not that we hate people in the south or that hate. Them. I think it's more that um, it's like a negative in the cons pros bracket, right? So, you know, I don't hate all people in the South, but you've already got minus one point, so you're going to have to, you know, up the game a little bit more for me to get into you. You see, that's just that's just prejudice. Well, that's literally the definition of prejudice. I know, but... You're so, minus one point. So was 15 years of a Thatcher government, but there you go. But, but, but <laughs> what's that got to do with the, with the general population? <laughs> I think there's a there's a plot here, Gav. I think, I think they're trying to egg you on. <laughs> I think they found your button. Of course, they have found my button. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a three year button. It's just continually pressed. Was there a music quiz? <laughs> there was. Do like, you want to um, hit the music quiz? How long so, are we? Are we like five hours. No, now? we're good. We can we can hit the music quiz. Okay. So it, it's 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 quite simple. So it's it's one clip, but it's got eleven different themes in it. Um, so all you need is a pen and paper. When uh, I think they're all famous films, I think you should recognise pretty much. All of them, and then we'll once you listen to them, you write it down as we go along. It's about ten seconds mm-hmm. per clip, and and we'll see how you did. Okay. All right. And how how many are there? Sir? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So I give you time to write one to eleven. Yeah, that's what that's what I was just thinking to do. Dave, have you? I guess your pad and pens. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. And obviously, you okay. Know, you know, Mister Digital over here is on his notepad out. Right. Okay. So I hit play. I have the fire here. I haven't listened to it yet. There's no been no cheating. Okay, ready? I'm gonna hit it now. Okay. Wait, it's history corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
well, that's it. Uh, I've absolutely collapsed at the end there. <laughs> yeah, the number 11 is tough. The uh, oh, that was, oh, I've done really badly here. Oh, really? <laughs> really badly? Because there was multiple of them there that I was like... Hard. No, I know, that's what I mean. There was multiple there where I was like, I know that, and I can't think of the name of the movie that it's from. And then, obviously, when it moves on, I don't have time to... Th- <laughs> Is there any recaps you want to do? Any recaps? No, any I, numbers you want to recap? I, I'm happy to do that. I can see clearly here on the on the file. Uh, There's any numbers you want to replay? You, let's, let's say you get two replaybacks each. I could take a two and a ten. A two? Okay. <laughs> I think this was 10. I'm going to take 11. I've got no idea. Wait, not that's 10. Hang on. Let's skip around here. 11. quite like 11 but I don't know what it is <laughs> it's a good Eleven game show Terry, I think it's yeah, Terry Gilliam's it first film oh really I think so yeah oh, Robert okay. De Niro you've just told me what it is then Jonathan Price yeah, yeah. you've just told me exactly what that is I mm. didn't didn't recognise that as what it is and the, the, th- the thing is the theme music is very similar to a song that was actually tested it's, it's not related they thought it might be copyright issue but there isn't Okay, Dave, do you want any any numbers back, or are you okay? I think I've got a healthy amount. I don't think I I, I want to you know drag this out any longer. It needs to. All right. So, what, what do you think number one is? Okay, wait, wait, wait. How does this work? Because we've all got answers written down. So, is it? Yeah, that's fine. This is, I thought this would be just just a bit of fun. It doesn't have to be. Um, no, no, we, it's got to be fiercely we, competitive. We can work on the yeah, honor, we can work no, on the honor system. I, I trust you guys. Yeah. What written. <laughs> Um, and if you tell, if you say what you think it is, then we'll go with okay, that. Okay. Well, why don't, why don't you pick who who reveals their answer first? Dave, do you never go? Of, of the first one? Yeah. Should I, I play I, it back? Should, 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 we, should we play it back for each one or no? Yeah, that's a good call actually. Yeah, yeah so then people ahead. know. Just a quick one. You don't have to do the full okay, clip. Sure. <laughs> that one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> do you need <laughs> any more than that? <laughs> I. I like I'm drawing a blank on the name exactly, but I, Me I feel like it's like I think what it is. 2000 AD. But I know that's a, com- that's, a that's a comic book brand. It, I know what it is. Um, it, it it is um it is a classic 2001 Space Odyssey. Odyssey. That's the uh, one. Simon was going to get that. Yeah. I now, do I get the point number. because Dave helped me there by saying 2000? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, would you have guessed that, Simon? Uh, I didn't have it before you said the word 2000. Yeah. <laughs> if if Sai gets a point, I, I said a number. So am I close enough? <laughs> it's like half a point each. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll give you half a point. There we go. I had 2001 written down. Does that, does that yeah, but, uh, constitute yeah. a full point or no? Well, did, I did you, you write it down because you knew I, it was? I'm going to take a photo of my pad oh, and then any, any, any issues. Yeah. Who knows? Do you think you know? Gavin, I think you... I know the second one, yeah. I think I know them all, actually, to be honest. Oh, wow. I think I'm gonna... well, Gavin, Apart from the last one, but then you gave me the clue, so then you gave okay, me the Okay, so what's the second one? This one. Yeah? Does anyone want to guess at that, what that is? Is that Reservoir Dogs? That's what I've got written down, yeah. It is Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. There's a classic, the walking shot, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, ooh, okay. So what, we're on 
I'm on two points. Everyone else is on one and a half. You're obsessed with points. <laughs> obsessed with winning. Compared. I'm not really sure how that happened. Explain to me again how you got two points, Gavin. <laughs> I got one point for 2001 and one point for Reservoir Dogs. So. Well, just because you said a number higher than I had, just you get an extra half yeah. point. Well, it's not just it's the correct answer. It's not just any number. But wait, you didn't say Space Odyssey. Well, hang on a minute. Yeah, but... Gav, did you write it down because you were just writing shorthand for your answer or did you just write 2001? <laughs> no, no, I knew, I knew, I knew it was cool. If you said 2001, Simon, I would have given that to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. I just want to know whether Gav knew what the answer was or not. That's what's yeah, absolutely still unclear. Did. Simon... I sampled the damn movie for History Corner. <laughs> yeah. Can we go Wait. back to uh, Conspiracy Corner for a second? <laughs> I came to Pittsburgh and I brought my own pants and brought my own shoes. Right. There you go. So what, how did I get that music? That's fine. Okay. You'd you be very defensive, Gav. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to understand what your process was. I don't like being challenged. <laughs> okay, Simon, number three. Third, yeah, what do you think the third one is, Simon? Uh, Indiana this, Simon? Jones. Sorry. It is. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indianapolis Jones, correct answer. I think everyone got that one right. I think so. Home, you haven't got that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Four. Number four. Who's going first? Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Dave. Sorry. It was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Classic when that hits. Yeah. Big drop. Number. Number five, surely. Am I? Big two. Yeah, big two. Mission Impossible. It is Mission Impossible. Okay, next one. <laughs> now I know what that is. Yeah. Do you know what okay. that is, Sai? Good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, it is indeed. Okay. Um, is that right? Yes. Did everybody get that, Dave? Do you get that? I, I, it's one of those. Yes, you did, of course, sign, you did. It's one of those sound bouts <laughs> that I, I knew, but I couldn't think of the exact movie it's from. So what I did you write down? I'll be I'll be entirely honest. I wrote absolutely nothing for that one. Oh yes. no! That's, that's, absolutely that's, nothing. <laughs> Only because I couldn't remember the exact movie it was from, so I didn't want to like <laughs> guess and get it wrong. Okay. 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 Um, number seven. Oh. Now I've got Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I wrote that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's great. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, yes. Best film of Suddenly all time. Panic. Okay. <laughs> is it actually? You know, it, it came out at the same year as as, as Forrest Gump. And for example, yeah, all the accolades. Did, it did, yeah. I don't and know if Pulp Fiction's the best film ever it's made. It's my favourite. I, I think the best okay, film different. ever made might be Parasite. I've been I've been trying to think about this lately. Oh, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't okay. seen it. Because I think the two different things. Pulp Fiction's always going to be my favourite movie, but I, I think it, Pulp, the only one that I think might be better might be Parasite. But we'll get into that. Wow. Wow. Okay, I need to watch yeah. Parasite. Uh, I just let the hype die down. I didn't want to see it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, next one. This one's easy. Dave? Uncle Buck. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was uh, it was Rocky. Right. Rocky yeah. Balboa. Yeah, okay, this one. Now, slightly like older this, movie. This is the hurdle I've fallen at. I've had all of them until now, and this hurdle. is what I don't know. Hurdle. hurdle. It's very good, yeah. Hurdle. hurdle. I, I like the pun there, so. Thank you. Yeah. Dave? Black Beauty. Oh, that's not what I've got written down. Mm. I've got Chariots of Fire written down. Chariots of Fire. Uh, yeah. How is it? Damn. Like beauty, and this is where Gav wins. Horse, I, I, if it's a horse, do I get it's not a horse? Point it's, a human. A horse? It's, a it's a human. It's a human. It's a very, very fine, famous. A chariot scene. is yeah, pulled by movie. horses. Do I get half a point? <laughs> Can I um, third? There's no chariots in there. It's a, it's a, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's a rum. metaphor. <laughs> it is. <laughs> there's no chariots there. I'm afraid. 
There's no fire either. What about a metaphorical horse? Quarter point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I think I got the okay, here we are. last minute. Yes. Cheese? I got, yeah, I got it from the replay, well, Wallace and Gromit. It is. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's, it's a nod to the north, even though it was made in Bristol. But I'm glad I didn't have to say that. <laughs> yeah, caricature of northern people eating biscuits and being northern. See, uh, and then this one. Racist which, caricatures. <laughs> yeah, it's regionalist, not racist. <laughs> now, I wouldn't have got this one, was it not for your clue? So I feel like it's not fair. So does anyone else want to have a go? Give me a half point for this. I'm not. What was the clue? <laughs> Well, Terry well, Gilliam's first movie, and it was uh, Jonathan Price. That that's the um, Robert De Niro is in it as well. I don't um, remember Robert De Niro in it. His his um, Mr. Battle. This, Mr. Was, this was the only one I didn't recognise when I heard it, so I'm not sure. Dave, I ain't got a scoop. Well, the, 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 the music is um, well reminiscent of a country. Yeah, which is the film is named after, right? Um, can you give a hint, Giselle Munchen? Maybe. Yeah. No, it's Brazil, right? It's, it's Brazil. Brazil. It is Brazil. Yeah. Um, Which I wouldn't have got from the music, so you, you totally served that one up on a platter. I don't think I even know of that movie, let alone. It's, 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 a, it's a very good movie, and actually, I think it'd be relevant now as well. Mm. From some of the themes in it. Pretty dystopian. Pretty. Uh, it's kind of like a sort of poor man's 1984 in a lot of ways. Yeah. In a way, I guess so. Very Terry Gilliam. I should yeah. watch that because I, I do like Terry Gilliam. But... Yeah. I, worked, I worked, so when I went to, I did my film course years ago, one of my tutors was an editor and he worked on the film um, and he fell out so badly with Terry Gilliam that Terry Gilliam cut him, <laughs> cut him out of the film. <laughs> wow, jeez. Yeah. yeah, he edited most of the film and um, yeah, he didn't get the credit. Wow. Nasty. Yeah, yeah, I really do need to watch this actually. Looking at it, it's got a four point oh on Letterbox. This is this is a popular movie, dude. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know why it's... I wasn't aware of this already. Have you not even heard of it? I, I mean, I probably have in passing, but I, I, guess, I couldn't have I pulled it, it out of the air. My one, the one criticism I would say is it's quite dated, right? So, uh, right, right, it's quite dated, isn't it? It might seem quite dated now, but yeah. if you just go with it, if you allow yourself, um, I but, think yeah, nineteen eighty four is a good reference to it. I love Python and stuff, though. So. Yeah, it's not that Python. It's though. not it's, Python. Oh, okay. No, it's more like man lost in bureaucracy kind of vibe. Like a bit like I tell you what's reminded reminded me of it was the double. You see that film, Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I didn't like that movie. And I was so no. upset because it, I watched um, Submarine just before it and loved that movie. Mm. So I was really hoping that I would like uh, his second one. There's something in my brain they get stored on the same part of the shelf those two movies mm. uh, there's something about the, the tone atmosphere I don't know you put me off now because I didn't like yeah, the tone yeah I, I think you should approach it with, with caution <laughs> okay it's, fair enough yeah are we talking about Brazil now or the, the yeah, double yeah both I would say Do you, have you well, seen I the double Brazil now would seem very uh, simplistic in a way very obvious the puns and and the the, the kind of the the plot signs, the, the the clues are very obvious. Will be very obvious now. Mm. That's why I stated. But I really like that film. That's why it sneaked into the eleventh round of the film quiz. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Even though you wouldn't give, I'm quite happy with my own performance there. I only dropped two points. 
if I could, if I take the first one, which I have done, I've decided to take a moral victory on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and thanks, and I think Dave De- De- Dave's done really well as well. I've I've outperformed my own expectations, so I'm uh, I'm quite pleased with myself. <laughs> you should be. Now, cool, and and worked well in audio format, so it's a success all round. Well done, Ram. Thank you very much. Uh, how are we doing, Dave? Have you got a kebab corner, or are we? Is, are I we, do, uh, but uh, are we good for time? Yeah, well, I mean, how, if it, yeah, we got we got twenty minutes ish until I start questioning. Four large donuts, yet everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Now I normally say this is where we go off topic, but a good. <laughs> About 80, 80.6% of this podcast has been very off topic. What were the points where we were on topic? Uh, Zach Wilson's doing... mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's sauce. I think no, we're on feel, topic that, at one point. That feels so long ago. We've, we've really been on a journey since then. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's been a while since we've been on topic. So we're sticking with the theme of being off topic. Um, it's it's the slow news season, right? Clearly, because we're talking about <laughs> movies on a Steelers podcast. Um, but as as you guys know, I love uh, true crime and things like that. And these true crime things that happen all the time. It's not just the sort of big things that hit Netflix that become the big um, news stories and the big sort of that draws the audience in, you know, and you, you want to watch what this depraved person did. Um, but these things happen all the time, mostly in America. Let me admit, mostly in America, these things happen. But um, recently, things have been happening in the true crime world um, in sort of weird news stories. I, I think everyone loves a, a weird news story, right? At the end of the news is always like the, the skateboarding squirrel or um, something that lightens your heart. And these are the opposite of that these are like the the soul drenching stories but um there was a world, guy... world war three nuclear apocalypse yeah meltdown stuff so let, let me make you feel even worse about yourself for a little while um has anyone heard of duncan alexander burrell gordon everyone says no um <laughs> neither did his workmates because um was he the he... forklift driver that had a 45 minute mega wank on coke no. Excuse me. That's that's Sorry. another story. That's a different um, story. <laughs> <laughs> different story. That's for a future future show. You'll have to indulge us on that one at some at some point. Strange madlib. <laughs> Definitely he, uh, one of my top five stories. But anyway, he worked for an industrial recovery and recycling facility in South Carolina, and uh, two months ago, he fell into what is essentially a shredder oh. that was used for shredding. Mostly plastics, but it, it apparently it has the capacity to shred metals and all sorts of stuff. Uh, no one knew he'd fallen into it. Everyone thought he'd gone missing. Uh, and they continued to use this machine for quite a while. Um, until people really started questioning, you know, where's, where's Duncan? And they started finding bone fragments and things like that. And they recovered around 50 grams of what was left of him. So God knows where the rest of him is. Um, I, I I don't think there's a whole to say about this story, but I, I guess the thing to be learned is don't go to work. The people from uh, your work don't give a damn about you. And uh, yeah, now, don't did, fall into did, a shredder. Didn't this dude's dad own the company? I think so, yeah. <laughs> so wait, where where would... The, sorry, 
I lost I lost the thread a little bit. Where where was the shredded parts ending up? God knows. Was it what 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 was the purpose of the shredder? Was it shredding it for was, waste or was it, was it going into for, foodstuffs? It, it's for it's for recycling. So it but apparently this machine was used for shredding plastics. Yeah, it's shredding, shredding metal. Plastic. So picture what like a giant a think of like a giant industrial like cog thing that like you don't want to fall in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just want to know where Duncan ended up. I mean, he didn't yeah. sound like he didn't end up as part of a KFC bucket. So that's a good thing. So he didn't. Well, it wasn't. Didn't become food, which no, is what I was concerned about. That his mates had <laughs> eaten him. That's where. I, yeah. But surely there was mess. Blood. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, you think someone would notice? But maybe but, it's all contained because the shredder contains all. Contains all. Like it, but, but, but normally leak. shredder does dry materials. That's yeah. true. And where, where there's an in, there's an out. So surely the rest of him came out. That's a, a good Dave. That the Dave noise is prolonged. Strong, yeah, that was a really <laughs> strong <strongest> Dave noise. Maybe <laughs> uh, <laughs> the shredder. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I'm um, I'm going to send you a picture. I, I know this is not working in an audio me- medium. I do apologise, but just just view this picture. It's a big version of this, right? Sorry. I mean, the only shredders I know are what you put your like, you know, your bank statements in, and they break after about five shreds. So just take a look at that on the WhatsApp. Sorry, Rand, you're not going to be able to see it, but <laughs> it's like a big version of one of those, I think. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically like the inside of a typewriter, but designed instead of typing, it's mashing up bones and sinew. Ugh, Jesus. Yeah. So I, I, when you go to work tomorrow, your work doesn't give a damn about you. They can. Two months went by and nobody noticed that this bugger was missing. <laughs> oh, me and Rand are very well aware of that. We are eminently replaceable for the next guy that won't make as many mistakes as you did. They, they, they might notice tomorrow if we don't show up there. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, but we're replaceable by Monday. Easily. Okay, so, so the the next sort of that wasn't really true crime, but it, it was it was macabre, as they say. Um, <laughs> the uh, the next story it's typically obviously in America, in Oklahoma to be exact. Anyone anyone know what a noodler is? A noodler. Mm. Some kind of fisherman. It's a fishing term, correct? How do, how do they catch these fish? Uh, oh, do they? Just, is, it, is that the one where they just like grab them with their bare hands? Yes. Wow. Where oh, did wow. I pull that bare from? Hands. What like Putin? You're in there with your, your bare chest. You jump off a horse and catch a <laughs> catch a salmon. Is that it? Pretty much. You just you just stand in a in a river and catch fish with your bare hands, like a like a man, like a real man. That's real man fishing right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, this that... real man, Mr. Larry Doyle Sanders, uh, killed his killed his mate because he thought that uh, he was summoning Sasquatch to kill him. Now, is that a place where magic mushrooms grow? Well, <laughs> he was. <laughs> He has been arrested previously for narcotics uh, offences. Mm, I, th- I thought narcotics <laughs> might arise in this story. Well, he uh, he stuck by his uh, his plea of of innocence and self defence because his friend was summoning Sasquatch. This happened to me. So I <laughs> had. Another layer of the Gavonian here. Yeah, another another layer of the Gavonian. Although it's really not about me at all. It's about this other guy. It's about the Sasquatch. So, it's about, you, is it take, about a friend of yours. It's about a guy <laughs> that moved into my house. So I worked on a film. Right. This is like 20 years ago. Is it you? There's, no, it's about me. Okay, so I worked on a film. <laughs> yeah, I am the you know the uh, 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 protagonist of this of this story. <laughs> 
I work on a film. It was set down in New Haven. Great film. Uh, there was a camera trainee that needed a place to live. And I had, I was living with my just before I had a wife and kids. I had a spare room, a small room. And I thought, aha, there's, there's, there's a, there's a possibility here. He needs a place to stay and we have a spare room that we can sublet out and we can reduce our rent. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's happy, right? So the guy comes back from the movie, moves into the little box room, which was, which was essentially you couldn't rent out really from through an estate agent, too small, but you could sub rent and, and, you know, take that money and pay off the landlord. The guy moves in. It's all fine. He's quite creative dude. Builds like a bed out of wood and stuff, you know, goes to champion, buys some wood, builds the bed. I'm thinking, great, this guy's creative. He's, you know, maximizing the space. Guy smokes a lot of weed. Fine. You know, personal choices, whatever. Guy starts taking a lot of mushrooms, starts taking a lot of acid, starts going down this crazy route <laughs> of like disappearing off and having these mad adventures. Uh, now, so I'm living. I'm living in this house. It's in Leytonstone, which is actually, funny enough, where Hitchcock grew up. I used to um, live there. All right. Okay. You might know. It's uh, Cavendish Drive, just down. You come up the tube. You walk down the road. Turn right. Cavendish Drive, just there. Three bedroom house with a little box room. Now I moved in there with two of my my my, my very good mates at the time. One who I'm still is, is one of my best friends. The other one we've fallen out. And and the reasons we fall out, he, he had a dark side, right? The guy definitely a bit dodgy he would like sell things on ebay and he would say like uh i don't know like a note notepad organizer uh pda kind of thing this is early 2000s for, for, for kids millennials look it up um and then the ebay listing at the very bottom in the smallest font possible would say manual only so he would sell something that was worth like, i don't know a couple of hundred quid and then he would just send a manual and then he would say and he would point to the the small print the guy was a bit uh, a bit of a wrong end, okay? Fair enough. So my the guy that moved in suddenly started to think that the, the wrong end guy was Satan. Okay? And <laughs> it's fair. So he he, he, he he started to develop uh schizophrenic episodes, okay? He had some mental health issues, which became clear, you know. Part of my vetting process of him moving in wasn't a full psychological evaluation. <laughs> if it was, wrong, yeah, it might have picked up the fact that he was absolutely barking mad. Right? <laughs> this, this culminated with him going on like a 27-hour psychedelic bender where at one point he was wearing a life jacket and a sombrero and he was in my garden looking through the kitchen window, refusing to come back into the house because Satan <laughs> was there. And he, Is that the only thing he was wearing? No, no, he did have some like shorts and a t-shirt on. Okay. He had aviators as well, and and he was only breathing through the the air supply on his life vest. You know, like the where you where you breathe in to like blow up the life vest. Oh yeah. He would only breathe through that because it was his own oxygen, and that was clean of of Satan's influence. Um, and then uh, he he gathered all of the garden furniture, but this was a crummy garden. But him and him and this guy, the bad guy, I'm not going to say his name, had had built like a fire pit in the garden at, at some point. He decided that was actually a portal to hell, and that, that my friend, the, the other the bad guy, was actually trying to get him to fall into hell. So he tried to block it with everything in the garden. He put into this this hole to try and block the the doorway to hell, and then was scared to come back into the house. But when I say scared to come back in, scared in a way like Michael Myers is is about to stab you, like he was very threatening and we were all scared for our life and i'm not joking i slept that night with a knife under my pillow because i was afraid that i was going to wake up with this guy sitting on top of me stabbing me to death 
right? What what he then disappeared. In the we, yeah, in the sombrero, life jacket, aviators, talking very very uh, like uh, how do you explain? Unless you've experienced someone with that like level of mental illness, you can't really understand their conviction. Like he he was absolutely believed he was fighting Satan. Um, he disappeared. We woke up in the morning. You know, I unlocked my bedroom door and ventured downstairs to see what had happened. Nothing. All was quiet. He was gone. Okay, so then we we we, we try and trace him. Like, where's he? Where's this guy gone? Like, bear in mind, I've only known this guy for about a month. How how do we find him? Like, managed to get in contact with his parents. I haven't seen him. Managed to get in contact with his sister. There, everyone's looking for him. Eventually, twenty four hours later, we get a phone call from the sister. Don't worry, relax. Everything's fine. He's been sectioned at gunpoint. Uh, he disrupted a wedding. Tried to. Hmm. Came in uh, decreeing Satan, and everyone was Satan worshippers at a wedding. Imagine that. Um, and then uh, he went back to High Wycombe, where he was from, and the uh, the armed response unit broke down the door and found him sat with a shotgun in his mouth and a bugle in his sombrero. And he was he basically he was either going to kill himself or go on a rampage. Jesus. Um, yeah, it was pretty serious. And then. He was sectioned, and then I, I'm not sure he's ever been let out again into society. Don't do drugs, kids, unless you're fully sure that you can handle them, because that guy collapsed in in a major way. How did I get onto this? I, I'm not sure, but I don't think you should wear sombreros <laughs> either. <laughs> sombreros? I don't know. Sombreros are fine. You know, it's, it's all about the intent of the sombrero. Um, you had said this happened to me about the guy who was uh, calling the, Sos- the Sasquatch the noodler. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I feel like I, I'm aware of this level of psychosis, basically. Like if someone starts talking about Sasquatches, Satan, any kind of like demonic beast, you've got you've to start questioning their mental health. And will they stab you slash, you know, end up getting sectioned at gunpoint? I don't know. It's possible. Just be, be, watch out, kids. Has any of you heard of, of a, a filmmaker called Errol Morris? Mm-mm. So Errol, this is linking the two subjects here. So Errol Morris is an American documentary maker, a very good documentary maker. He did in 2017 this series called Wormwood, and it's, if I remember the name correctly, um, and it is about a family of, of a man that died and disappeared. He used to work, um, is it FBI or CIA? And he committed suicide jumping through a window, but the family never believed that was the case. And they started investigating it and nothing happened. And years later, Elmer Morris picked up on the story. Uh, it's a six episode series. And it turns out that his father, the, 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 the main guy's father, um, was being experimented on with LSD. Ooh, this is like MK Ultra kind of. And he, yeah, and, and um, the way the story goes, I, I don't want to ruin it, but it, it is, it goes into dark places and into that world between, well, the the what the um, the FBI did and and the drugs and how they manipulated stories and what's true and what not. It, it comes, it's somewhere between true crime with drugs. Um, I'd highly recommend it. He's a very, very good filmmaker, um, Errol Morris. Very famous. Sounds Yorker. good. Warmwood. I think it's Warmwood. Oh, I Wormwood. think I did yeah. see that. No, I did see it. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. 
Yeah, I've seen that. Um, my favorite thing about the whole MK Ultra drugs anti uh, espionage program was they, they they thought okay let's um let's let's give LSD to our spies to make them super spies and they realized that the spies they gave it to became such useless blithering idiots that they mm. they they decided actually it's the ideal anti interrogation device so if you if you get captured as a as a spy they they had little capsules of lsd to, to take to make them completely you know uh complete impervious mess. to yeah complete mess and Un- unable to respond to any kind of soviet questioning or something i love that it's like yeah you don't you really don't know what you're dealing with do you well it's quite funny how they discover these things when they're looking for something else isn't it mm. yeah now th- this this last story um it's not really a true crime, but it, it, I'd, I'd be interested to see you guys uh, or hear you guys' thoughts. Um, the, the Stanley Cup turned up on someone's doorstep. Um, it, it turns out it was accidentally sent to someone who it shouldn't have been sent to. Um, I'd, I'd, is there some sort of thing where it gets sent to to someone every year, like the the captain of the victorious team i, I don't i don't know I, I'm the not, actual the cup it's a massive cup isn't it the actual cup it turned up on someone's driveway in uh in denver when was this uh recently um this year like recent Champions. yeah so yeah 06 so yeah it, it, it was it was this year it was sent accidentally now this makes me think of a story that was also fairly recently it was this year um where a, I think it was a man in China or Japan, I can't remember exactly which country it was, um, that was sent a load of money that was supposed to go into their COVID scheme. And it was accidentally sent into his bank account. And, and we're talking like hundreds of thousands of whatever currency it was. I can't, I can't, I can't sent by Mr. R. Sunak. It wasn't in the UK. Okay, it, it was in um, it was in Asia somewhere. I can't remember the exact country. I should have researched this further. But um, yeah, it was sent to this guy, and he refused to give it back. He was like, "No, I'm, I'm, it was it's, it's now in my account. It belongs to me." And this is that that I mean, maybe this speaks shows badly on me. But if something has been sent to me and is now in my possession, whether that's an error or not, that's mine now. I, I, I don't care whether you sent it to me error. That that, that money. That Stanley Cup is mine now. The, the problem is that, you know, the law doesn't always agree with them. Well, possession is nine-tenths of the law is exactly. the famous saying. I had this happen. I had I got paid some money that wasn't mine. And I kept it. But I didn't spend it. I kept it. And about six months later, I got a phone call from a panicked person who uh, yeah, I ended up paying the money back. It was about £3,000. I mean, if, um, if, if there's a, a sort of a, a sub story behind it and a, and a good reason behind it, yeah, I'd consider it. But at the same time, <laughs> if, this, was, this, this was straight clerical error. I wasn't if, stealing anyone's money because the person involved got their money because they complained they hadn't got their money, and my who, money was still where there. Where was it from? Did it come from? Like, it's from work, basically. It was, oh, a, it, was a, it was a business. Yeah, but if you receive the Stanley Cup and you have, <laughs> which is a massive, isn't it the biggest yeah, prize, huge, the biggest physical? Yeah. That is now the Dave Cup. If it's sent to me, that is now the Dave Cup. Thank you okay. very much. That is set on my mantelpiece. So, well, I, I think you have one You're very big mantelpiece. Mantel yeah. <laughs> have to buy a bigger um, mantelpiece. Yeah. Um, but if you are not don't know what it is and you're not an NHL fan, surely you said, 
come and get it whenever you want. It doesn't fit in my garage. Well, if it's been sent to Denver, Colorado, I'm assuming that the team in... I mean, I don't know the NHL particularly well. I assume that that team has, has won it and it's been sent to them and it's been sent to the wrong address in error, I'm assuming. And what are you arguing? That the guy shouldn't have been allowed to keep it? I think so. It's this been this is been... like backing up Putin. Like if you've got the security guards to <laughs> take the ring off yeah. of Crow. Well, hold on. Well, that's well, yours. Some, some, so for example, in, in Wimbledon, they don't get to take the trophy with them. They get like a little... Replica. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so maybe that was, was sent. A little replica? Or was it the actual thing? No, it, it was the actual thing because the guy is quoted as saying, I couldn't believe how heavy it was. And I ran my fingers over the engraving. <laughs> but that's like with the with the Premier League, right? I know for a fact they have two Premier League trophies because they have it at two grounds, right? Because yes, if it, if it comes down to the last day, it yeah. depends where actually. If it's quite yeah. close, so if it'll be like uh, Manchester or Liverpool, I think they've got a helicopter that can go either way, or maybe they do have it in in in, two, in the two grounds ready and waiting. I've just, I've just found the part of the article that I probably should have read earlier, in all honesty. Um, apparently, it was um, it was sent to a similar address. It should have been sent to um, Stanley Cup champion player Gabriel Landeskog. It's not, okay. not, not an uh, easy name to get wrong. Landeskog. No. Landeskog? I, I don't know how else she's supposed to pronounce that name. But, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was sent to Denver. I'm assuming he was... Uh, to Ned Flanders. Uh, the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. Anyone, any NHL fans? No. I'm familiar with the team. Ned. Yes. Um, the only two teams I know is the Penguins and the Blackhawks. That's because uh, I did it for the film quiz. <laughs> Not the Philadelphia Flyers? Grizzly? Mm-hmm. The best mascot? I like some of the Canada teams. I think if I was going to get into NHL, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd back the Maple Leafs. Or well, that's the national sport, isn't it, in Canada? Yeah, but they play in the same. They play. It's a, it's a cross country league, right? Who, who are the Edmonton dudes? I like those guys too. Oh yeah, the uh, oh, not Oilers because that was the NFL. Uh, what, uh, what was Edmonton? Something like that. Oh, I forgot now. Mm, quick Google, but yeah, I think I, I'd be forced to. It's like it's like supporting Berwick. Berwick, right? The, the English team that plays in Scotland. You, you've got to support a team that plays out, out of country. That's that's bold. So, yeah. You mean like supporting the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, no, no. I don't mean like that. I mean, if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers played in the Canadian League, you know. Oh, no, it is the Oilers. What? Yeah, there must be an oil field up there. So, so how many of us would have kept the Stanley Cup? I would have held on to it as long as I could. <laughs> I don't think Good I man. Go. I like it. I would have tried to uh, yeah get some kind of ransom for it, free tickets or something. Yeah, you, yeah. you try and get something play it, out of it, play right? it off, like, like the guy who got Brady's last jersey or whatever it was, right? <laughs> the last the ball that he gave him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like you know that guy deserves something. He does. Yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't have said anything to anybody. I just put it in my lounge. Yeah, just just squirreled it away. What did yeah. you get? Like Bitcoin that's now worth like thirty percent of what it was yeah, at the I time. Think so, yeah. I hope he cashed out that dude. He basically bought a bag of air, didn't he? He didn't really <laughs> buy anything. <laughs> How's your crypto investments going, Si? Are you okay? Best left, best left unsaid. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not going well, is it? Crypto's not the place to be. I don't know. I think it's a buying time, isn't it? Well, yeah, it probably is, but <laughs> it's not but the not place to be if you bought before. Do you buy on the way up and didn't sell on the, on the tip? On the tippy top, of course. That's always the way. 
That's uh, just uh, another plot for you, Southern boys, to uh, get rich off hey, Northern hey, backs. What's uh, no, whoa, whoa, whoa! I okay blaming pyramid schemes see what this is if you fall back on the crutch of like blaming the southerners for all your woes when really it was your own greed that was the problem Gavin I'm afraid you walked right into that one (laughs) oh did I if you did Uh, well that was too easy I think (laughs) (laughs) Um, cool Is, is that the show I think so I think so well, thank you very much for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on, Ram. Been a pleasure. I'll see you depressingly early tomorrow morning. Oh dear. Yes. <laughs> um, do you have a you have a, a social channel to be followed on, Ram? Or oh, no? Um, I uh, I'm not really on social media. I am on Instagram, um, RG Focus, but I haven't posted anything yet um it's more following you haven't posted anything yet no why have you not posted your what's your condition called where you see faces and everything there's a name for that isn't it pareidolia Pareidolia, i have a plan plan for that you have a plan for that Rand. literally you'll be talking to Rand, and suddenly he just goes excuse me and he goes off and he takes a photo of something because he's seen a face in something and it's like it's like a a condition that he sees faces and everything it's a like, like if you see, if you look at the moon, you see, oh, look, I can see a face in the moon or the clouds. Um, it's not really a condition. It's more of a. It is a condition. <laughs> it is a condition. A, Wait, you is, are it like, is it like seeing Jesus in toast? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he just sees Actually, eyes and mouth. Yeah, mm, Go no, on. We can say you've seen Jesus. No. You've seen uh, Jehovah. <laughs> only when I eat um, um, halibut, and they're really good. <laughs> That's a very specific, very specific fish, there. What? Yeah. Well, it's it's a uh, it's a reference to to the Bible, Monty right? Python film, Monty Python film, yeah. <laughs> uh, Life of Brian. You know, they stoned him because stoned oh. a guy because he said, um, they were, you know, I came home from work and my wife was cooking and she gave me fish and it was really good. And I said, um, this halibut was good enough for Jehovah. Uh, <laughs> you can follow my online story, can, or you can call his house phone. One or the one or the other. <laughs> Do you want to give it your house phone number? Maybe that's the best way. Can you get some new people to call? <laughs> O two O. Yeah, no, no, it's five five five. Because you know, all American, all American films that all the phone numbers all start with five five five. Klondike. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've said it all. Literally. <laughs> Not another Happy word. Hundred fiftieth. Well, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. May Appreciate continue that. for many years. Well done, thanks guys. Thanks for joining us for the one fifty. We'll be at three hundred mm. before we know it. Um, yeah. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll see you next week then. We'll, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. Hey, hey, the season is, is actually approaching. Mm, it's like yeah. training camp is right around the corner. We've got, what, two shows left of talking about nothing? And oh, then really? then something. Something starts quite yeah. soon. And we still got a squeeze gallon. Yeah. And uh, I've got, got, got a show gallon. that I want to do before then. So we'll. Uh... Mm. What, the survey monkey? Yeah, yeah, monkey? Yeah, monkey? Yeah. What's a monkey? Monkey. <laughs> survey monkey. Monkey. The survey monkey. <laughs> I, I was wondering what's going to happen with that. I, I, I definitely um, filled the original one. Oh, you not filled this one? I'll have to send you this one, right? Because we need a few more responses and then, then we'll be good to go. This okay, great. If you've got Are this bowling the ball hall of fame uh, candidates to send in, then send them <laughs> over because we can get a show out of there. All of our segments. Just well, add in a, a little bit for all of I them. Have, I have a potential um, future one. 
It might take a few years, though. Mm. Maybe 2025. <laughs> we'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I put in Tyler Parker from now. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I have a feeling you'll fit into it. A 14-year-old boy. He'll be our start yeah. in defensive tackle by then. <laughs> Not for you, yeah. Him and Jordan Davis up front and sub package. It's quite uh, a... Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. surprised they didn't go for that. Um, someone just handed over to you. The tackle. Which one? The tackle. Oh. That Tyler oh. Parker. Okay. <laughs> I have my, my volume faded down. I'm sorry. Follow the show at UK <laughs> Follow me at Simon at this podcast at GM Boom Up and follow David. This is Dave Hart on Twitter and we'll uh, we'll see you next week yeah and the, the record I've just been involved in is about to drop so I will oh. send it to all of you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. expect retweets oh, yeah expect retweets <laughs> I demand retweets for for this track so. okay guys did I know I was just waiting for someone to say go Steelers go Steelers <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>